Welcome to the Boys of the Golden Throne. It's me, AJ, and I'm here with my lovely, big-legged co-host, John. John, say what's going on. Hello, what is going on? <laughs> well, it's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> I, I am now Mechanicum. <laughs> yeah, just fully converted. <laughs> yeah, I'm now a Servitor. No, Myrmidon. <laughs> Servitor, you're right. Wait, oh, I fucked that up. Zeros and ones. <laughs> so, yes, we are back with another fun-filled episode of the Bot GT. Uh, John, why don't you uh, tell the listeners what's uh, going on this episode? Yeah, so today we will be doing our normal uh, shame, hobby progress, all that stuff, talking about, you know, dicks and all the things we normally do. <laughs> and, yeah. then, uh, and then uh, uh, after that, we will have an interview with uh, Kat and Caleb from CK Studios. Back again. Back uh. again uh, for some super secret uh you know, stuff that hasn't been uh, talked about yet. Well, some stuff has, but some we've got stuff, some secret stuff. Some stuff hasn't. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, but certainly not leastly, we have AJ's uh, awesome brother on here uh, to discuss. His name's Alex. His and name is he Alex, will be yes. discussing uh, his four. Well, Carter there was for like, oh, maybe it's me. Into, uh, <laughs> his foray into th- to 30K and uh, the. Uh, Templars. Yeah. So my, uh, yeah, my, got my brother, both of my brothers last year. I talked about it on the show for Christmas. I got them each a calf box because they, so sweet of you. They used to be into 40K from like my hand me downs kind of thing. And so now it's just, you know, they listening to the show and, just like, God damn you, don't, why are you doing this episode, this damn podcast, it's going to make me get back in, and I was yeah. just like, oh, is it? Well, why don't I raise maybe, you a Calpa? one box? of these days, we'll get them down to one of our events. Yeah, that's, I'm trying, man. I'm just like, you guys should just get on a plane together, come down to the, yeah. you, you guys don't need, just all do you it. need to do is get, well, two and a half thousand points is a lot from, from nothing. We have people who can lend you some things. This is true. So we do. If you guys want to come down, you gotta you know they could be their own fifteen hundred, two thousand points done up. We can get Alex is literally shaking his head right now, just being like, "God damn it!" (laughs) (laughs) So yes, we have my brother on, and uh, stay tuned for that interview, uh, which will talk all about you know getting into the heresy, and he's trying to do it on a budget, so it's it should should be a good fun conversation, and uh, then. We'll come back and land this pig. I don't want to call it a pig anymore. Can we call it like a, like a? What's wrong with pig? I don't know, like a Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> come on, land this Rosie. <laughs> I, I think you need to work on that one. <laughs> if you want to rename the pig, land this Trump. 
Land this, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to bring him into this podcast. <laughs> Occupies enough of our time, I think, than to come into our our lovely thirty k world. Though some have said that he's actually the emperor. <laughs> so That's scary. It's a scary thought. <laughs> so uh, he's long game. Yeah, he's playing the long game, man. Those small hands. <laughs> yeah. Good work. Good for working on big emperor mechanical golden hands. thrones. <laughs> So uh, stay tuned, and we will be back here with our hobby and chain progress. Shame. Our tutor, who art in Nottingham, Duncan be thy name. Our paints be thinned, our layers be smooth, on plastic as it is on resin. Give us this day our daily tip, and forgive us our poor edge highlighting. As we forgive those who bring unpainted armies, lead us not into math hammer, but fully closed armies. All praise, null noil. And welcome back to the hobby and shame section of the show. So, uh, Johnny, you're going to go first because I think you I'm have... go first because I don't have much. You don't have much. Um, aside from uh, building a tiny bit more Titanicus terrain... Literally I, a tiny bit? Do you make a like tiny, a little four-by-four yeah, four small yeah, building? I did building. something. And then uh, <laughs> I sprayed it all black, though, and I sprayed okay. my... Uh, if that mechanica, Mechanicus terrain, or the Sector Mechanicus piece that I oh, have, based I it. also based that. Okay. And then uh, I, what did I do today? Oh, yeah, I started working on my uh, Just Air and Dry Claw a little bit today. Oh, cool. Because I've kind of been looking at it, and it makes me feel ashamed, and I need to get it, I need to do it, because it's, the reds are done on it. I just need to touch up the blacks and, like, get the, you know, get the, the details done, and it's okay. pretty much done. Um, yeah. But other than that, I've not done much. Uh, oh, I did just download uh, two more books. I'm listening to the Jagged Icon books book right now. Books are books. Books. <laughs> uh, I'm listening to the Jagged Icon book. Uh, hopefully that's all right. The Primarch books seem very hit or miss. So I That's what I've heard, yeah. They've got like an okay rating. Um, this one had an all right rating. So I decided I'd check it out. And I think the con's kind of cool. So Cool. And uh, yeah. So other than that, I think it's all over to you. Over to me. All right. Well, I've actually been kind of busy. Um, I do have, I'm going to throw in like another little addendum into the Heresy Camp <laughs> episode because I forgot this part. Is that so on our, no, wait a minute. This was an addendum to the last episode because on the Heresy Camp thing, I shouted out or did a shout out to Vincent and, and fucking called him into the ring. That we got a rumble oh, yeah. at the at Wargamer Camp, and Remember so he he, and he, was, he, he got back to me rumble. and it was just like, well you, well, you know what? I'm gonna raise you, motherfucker, and I'm gonna come to your next event in Victoria. So he's that sounds exciting. He's coming. So challenge accepted. <laughs> and that sounds uh, like a fun like a, he sounds like our kind of our kind of people. Oh oh yeah, like he Teo might have a rival in terms of. The noisy, rowdy person there. Bringing a lot of big dick energy. Oh, he brings 
a lot of big dick energy. So yeah, he's listening to the last episode with the spire and just like, <laughs> I get it. I get a message from him. He's like, I'm listening to the new episode and what the fuck? You don't even mention that I'm, I like accepted your challenge. You bastard. I'm like, Oh man, shit. I'm so this is sorry. What happens when, when we're uh, recording in a, in a sort of disjointed way because we're still recovering from uh, <laughs> having to record an episode four fucking times or whatever. Yeah. So. Three times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yes, I'm now. I'm, I'm. I promise I will be better at doing my show notes and remembering these things. So Vicente, I can't wait for you to come up here, man, and uh, fucking host you and Jay and Kurt's gonna come. And oh Sounds man, I can't fun. wait. It's I want I want June to come already. Right. So uh, moving on to hobby progress, I don't have tons. But uh, I will say that I picked up, I've continued to work on my Warhounds. I was just showing you one there during our break of one that I've got at least all the base coats on. So they're, I think they're turning out pretty well. They're a fun little kit to put together and um, basically just working on trim right now. It's just my trim game. It's literally the fucking bane of Titanicus. It's It's just like there's so much trim and it's like... It should just like there should be a a, just a sticker that you put on boxes just like so you like paint and trim because this is the game for you. Like my warlord has just been sitting there in like purgatory forever like in a state where it should be done by now but I just won't finish the fucking trim on it. Yeah well I'm gonna have to like I'm I'm basically approaching this like the Alpha Legion army that's totally stalled because of Titanicus. But yeah, I'm doing all of the base coats and then doing all of the trim and then I'll get to the washes and I love it because you just like doubled up on like the trim awfulness because your alpha legion have a lot is, of really oh I know I'm just in trim hell right now it's <laughs> just gonna be trim hell for the next few months that's that's what I have ahead of me it's it's great yeah so uh, no but it's good it's uh, right now they're sitting on a shelf and it's it's all looking, it's all looking pretty really sweet good. and the legio is looking pretty sweet so I also started to work a little bit on my bases um, I ended up getting like one of those plastic card uh, sheets that has all these craters and like pre texture. Yeah, I saw that. Done it. So I'm such an idiot. I like cut one out. I totally didn't realize that there's two sheets. Oh. <laughs> so I just cut two of the exact same shapes oh, and it's shit. just like god damn it <laughs> in the same spot so um they're kind of hard to work with because they're so textured like if I cut out a crater and some of the texture to use on a base, and then I'm going to add, like, some sand and glue and shit like that. But because they're so textured, they don't... Obviously, they're not flat to actually put down on... to glue onto the base. So I need to try, like, maybe heating it up with, um, with, like, a hairdryer while gluing it down or just, like, end up putting some green stuff over it to kind of smooth it out. I feel like green stuff might be the... Yeah, the way to go. So, uh... Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to like. I I, I want to show up to the event basically that's fully awesome. painted. That's that's what I'm going to try to do. So, um, yeah, that's being good. Uh, what else have I done? Um, so, yeah, so I've picked up. Uh, I picked up my Wargamer t- camp ticket. Yeah, I saw that. So. Jealous. Uh, I think I might have gotten the last early bird ticket, yeah. which means I get a special patch for my Fancy. my bag. I think I'm going to get a sash, maybe, Ooh. to put them on. 
there's talk about maybe messenger bags to put all your previous patches and new patches that we'll get. I but think uh, instead they should do a banana hammock that just says like like you know the Borat thing. Yeah. But like oh, and it's just, just Velcro up, up the up sides, the, like up the crotch part. Yeah, up the crotch part. It just says like. Well, it wouldn't even fit there. Like, it had to be down the really thin strips, like Wargamer Camp, like, stretched Ooh. out, like, Wargamer in, on the one. The and Camp, camp on, on the other. other. <laughs> yeah. I think and just, like, Kimmel's face with a smile. Right like on, on the, right on the dick. Yeah, right on the sweet there's nothing spot. on the ass, so. No. Yeah, just... that sounds perfect. <laughs> just Kimmel with, like, a hoo-hoo. Yeah. Like, a, like, smiling like Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, this is what you dream about, right? <laughs> yeah. So we, we could we could make one of those for you the year that you attend. Oh Jesus! One year. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> show up. And show at, up in a out class in Del Rosso or something yeah, like that. That would be extreme. Yeah, your kimono's got nothing on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I've also been um, talking with Camel as well about uh, maybe running a. A little Titanicus event there, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I thought I, you were gonna do a night house or something. Like that. Yeah, I was thinking about that, but uh, I didn't know that um, David's actually talking to them about doing a night oh, specific right, event. Okay. So uh, cool. I no, think I'm gonna let him take take no that one. No one else seems to be taking the reins on Titanicus either. So yeah, yeah exactly. Good. So I, you know, it, and you'll have I'm, experience with with one at that point as well. Yeah, exactly. I think we can just take the. I'll probably keep the same amount of points, like fifteen hundred, and then yeah. we'll see what keep we work in. Hopefully, you know, by then there'll be more um, legio rules. So I think like incorporating those into it at this point, I don't think legio rules make much sense putting in, them in because there's only two of them. And well, they there's give there's such... balancing factors in the books for that already built in though. Really? Yeah, they get a they get an extra stratagem for if they don't have the legio rules. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, we'll. Uh, Obviously, I still need to play some more games before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, we, uh, that's all the stuff we haven't actually used yet. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I think we're going to be doing that and still talking with Kimmel about that, talking about terrain, and we've already sent out feelers to people of if we can get enough Titanicus terrain. And awesome. looks uh looks like we will. I'll probably have to borrow yours and take it down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Word. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, and then... Uh, I also grabbed um, a battle phone case during their Black Friday sale um, for Titanicus. Yeah, so uh, who Double knows? Jealous. Huh? <laughs> Double jealous. Yeah, I, have, I, I highly doubt that will be here for our event, though, so it will bo- more be for going to uh, yeah. War Gamers Camp. But, uh, yeah, so uh, other than that, that's the main like hobby progress uh, I've got. I do want to give a, a shout-out to uh, the 500 Worlds podcast, um, they're um, really good podcast. They do like some hilarious commercials, John, yeah. and they did this one that was um, it was like one of those save the children kind of commercials. So right. they've got Sarah McLaughlin's in the arms of the angels oh, playing, man, and it's like talking strange. about unpainted armies. Like, oh, please Jesus. call. Uh, it's like, like actual goal. oh my god it was so hilarious i was laughing so hard at work so well done boys excellent commercial um and then uh yeah I, we got the new on the titanicus front we've got the new uh little uh questorus knights that have dropped or yeah. not questorus uh, the, the uh, uh, cascader cas- or no, castellan no 
I don't remember the name. Damn it. Anyway, the big, the Forge World Knights. And sadly, only the Lancers are in there. Weird. Not multi-build ones. So those are going to come out in other boxes. And I think... Two in a pack? Two in a box, yeah. Mm -hmm. They look awesome. Awesome models. I think I'm going to hold off, though, until more of the Knights come, because... I started looking into the again. We're coming back to these data, bloody data cards, right? Yeah. So we none of us have the data cards because it's brand new unit, and none of them. They're the first unit that's come out without data cards that were supplied in the Grandmaster box, right? Yeah. So looking into the pack that you can buy right now, it's five, I think you. It's a multi pack. I forget how many are coming in, but it's for the Questorus Knights and the New Knights. So it's and it's like thirty bucks, and it's like, well, I don't need these Castorus ones because I've already got them. I don't really need more. I don't plan on getting more. But if anything, I want more night ones. So I'm gonna hold off until maybe more of them come out, and maybe they put out a new yeah. pack of those. Um, maybe just by themselves Come and not on, with GW, like fucking throw us a bone. We want to give you money. Yeah, thirty bucks is pretty shit. pretty steep, uh, yeah. you know. So. Anyway, I think they're awesome, and they look deadly on the on the they battlefield. So yeah, yeah. They, they look like they're like power creep. Like damn, it's like these look way better than the other knights. Like they're so. But fast. they should be, I think. Oh, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Um, good. I don't even actually know the points. I, I'm mostly joking. It's just, it's just, but they look like one of those things that every Titanicus army is gonna is gonna want now because they move so fast. Yeah, they're a huge the threat for sure. Huge threat. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it depends on what your army is. I think you know if you've got like with yours, you've got two two warlords that don't maneuver a lot. I'm very scared. You're very scared of them. I think if you're running the um, the one legio build where it's a reaver and four warhounds, yeah, you know that me. you're probably going to have a lot of bolters and lots of over, like high sh- shooting in yeah. that. So. And maneuver and maneuverability, maneuver, right? Yeah. To out, to not maybe outmaneuver them, but keep pace to them. So yeah, I think it's uh, it's just another thing that as more it will be interesting. I want to see the card. Like part of me is like, damn it, I want to buy the card because I want to see what the other weapons do if they're yeah. even on the card or if they're not. I think they are. They are on the card. I'm pretty sure. I think okay. it's all three. I think it's the one with the flamer and the chain sword. Okay. And then the, uh, or the chain fist, rather. And then yeah. I think it's the one with the sword and the, does that have, like, a Vulcan Megabolter? I can't Yeah, it's something it. like that. It, well, it's a, it's not a Vulcan <laughs> Megabolter, but so. similar. I three of those. It's, I know that there's okay. more than one. So, yeah, we'll see. we'll see. I'd like to eventually get them, but my my budget is is completely now shut down. you got a whole Legio. You don't need them. So. I know. I, <laughs> I've got, got, I've got definitely a whole Legio yeah. for sure. So, um, though I do, I think I'll still expand it. Oh, for sure. I just mean, but for now. For now, yeah. yeah. I've, I've got, got enough. Got two warlords and six knights. That's all I've got. Uh, totally. I, I like, I've got, with the, the foam, I've got a, more room for more knights and for, um, what's it called? Uh, another reaver and two more warhounds nice. that I've got space for. But I'm going to keep those open because who knows what else is coming down the pipeline because things like this new knight show up. So the, or the new titan that was just... Dr- dropped last yeah, weekend. I can't even remember what it's called. Yeah, I'm not too sure, but what do you Looks what are your cool. thoughts on it? I like it. Yeah, I think it's super cool. I, I, I it aesthetically seems... it looks like a for siege. 
Yeah, I, I I love all the little details, like the dudes yeah. on top of it. Like I looked at it and I was like, I don't know how this is gonna work in like 30k. Like it looks like a kind of model where you're like, the gun is so high up and it's aimed so high. And you're like, oh yeah, it'll be shooting that gun straight up in the air, like to the 36 inches in front of it. Because yeah, it's, you know, but it looks it looks cool. I think a lot of people that are buying those models are not playing them for or buying them always for game. Gameplay, sure. right? For it's sure. like a centerpiece yeah. model for sure. But yeah, I totally. It's cool to see them. I was like, yeah, I don't know what you know. I'm immediately my thought was just like, oh, I wonder if this is going to come out as a variant of the of Reaver. It will. Yeah, it for Titanic. Not a Reaver. It'll be its own thing. <clears throat> yeah, but it's built on that Reaver. No, it's chip. bigger than a Reaver. Is it? It's the legs. Already, look, they've already said so. Um, all these new Titans, they're somewhere between the current scales. So there's going to be a Titan that's smaller than a Warhound. There's going to be a Titan that's bigger than a Warhound between a Reaver and a Warhound. There's going to be a Titan that's between the Reaver and, which is this one, which is between the Reaver and the Warlord. It's a little bit smaller than a Warlord, a little Mm -hmm. bit bigger than a Reaver. Um, yeah. Crazy. Kind of weird. Sweet. Well, yeah, hopefully... You know, that's done, that would have definitely been all designed in CAD, so the scalability yeah. of that is something that they can do very quickly. One thing I'll say is I'm glad that they did the 30K model first, yeah, because I was kind of thinking, I would I almost assumed that when they started doing no, all this, that it would be the Titanicus stuff first, but this makes way more sense. Yeah, no, that. because they have to build that yeah. to then be able to scale down, you can't scale yeah, that, right? So that's perfect, so... Yeah, so that's uh, new stuff on the horizons. I feel like we're gonna like slowly turn into just a Titanicus podcast for a yeah, while. Yeah, eight comes out. Yeah, yeah. But man, I'm so stoked for uh, for the new uh, for the event, and we're also gonna get the drop of the um, de- uh, Titan Death yeah, book, which should yeah. have some new rules, more Legio rules, and everything like that. So, yeah. Sadly, I don't think that's gonna drop in time for the event, but we'll. We shall see. I'm not even sure, but yeah, we will see. I thought, is this supposed to be out before the end of the year? I don't know. Uh, no, it's early next year, I okay. believe. Yeah, yeah, I think, probably, I'm probably guessing not. it's probably going to be February around, probably, with Same our luck. Time is bouquet, yeah. You got it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they'll probably drop that at the weekender, I would imagine, mm. when they drop book eight. It is the same, you know, it's, it's heresy. Yeah, so. we'll get all the we can get all the, the 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 shots, the like grainy photos of Primark stats, and be like, oh, oh yeah, I can't wait. That, that should be uh, that should be a day we should just we should record. We should yeah, do, we that. do that. We should come over here. Like I didn't. I think Tim and Michael did that once, where they just like sat around recording, and then they'd like be like, the "Oh God, arrives. Garrow put up another post." Like, oh yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. when the book comes is less fun because then you've already kind of know everything, anyways. No, no, no. But there's just like yeah, those people on Friday night that just like immediately open the yeah. books, take pictures, and just no, like perfect. then run up to their so hotel exciting. room to make it's, that won't, book It sticky. won't be great air, but it'll be like, you know, lots of pausing and lots of like weird noises and <sighs> gestations, but, but yeah, it'll be exciting. Those kind of noises? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right, well, uh, yeah, I think that's it for, for me. So uh, let us go on to our... Lovely CK Studio, CK Studio friends, Cat and Caleb. I love these guys. So let's kick it over to past AJ and John, and past Caleb and Cat. Be back. And welcome back. John's got his beverage, and uh, we are joined by 
a lovely <laughs> p- pair here. We are joined once again by Kat and Caleb from CK Studios fame. Live. Yay! Welcome, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, the golf clap. Thank you. Or the, the little, is that the golf? I guess that's the golf clap, the royal clap. Yes, exactly. Yes. You guys deserve like uh, more of like at the stadium, like kind of uh, kind of greeting here. But uh, yeah, it's great to have you guys back. It's It's so exciting. Everything that's going on with CK Studios right now, you guys are just like blowing up. It seems like you're expanding like crazy. You're overseas. There's brush things happening. Tons of mm-hmm. events. I have no idea how you guys are doing so many, but I think you guys are going to get into it <laughs> and tell us a little. So, uh, so like, well, let's let's kick it off. You guys have just come back from like a little bit of a whirlwind trip in Europe and teaching some classes, doing some. R&D maybe and uh, some, oh, so, yeah. yeah like tell us a tell us a little bit all this absolutely go for it Caleb oh okay I'm on <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, sit, I'm, I'm sitting here painting my my hobby trade for the hobby hangout <laughs> the miniature swap I'm sitting here zoning out on non-metallic metals so um you're working two jobs right now you're you're recording and painting i love it i'm I'm multitasking yeah exactly who'd have thought um yeah man you just uh we're coming off of our our newest 102 we were just in san antonio a couple of days ago by the way that's right yeah if you guys haven't been to san antonio so they got these lime scooters um oh my god it's so how it works is there's – it's not just li- – you guys heard Lime Bike, right? No. You guys have that up there? It's like, no? a, it's like a – there's a scooter. You rent it. You can take it from point A to point B. It's oh, like it's like our, our bicycle here. things that we yeah. have here but yeah. with like scooters? Yes. Scooter, yeah. Oh, yes. cool. Yeah, but, but the scooters are electric. Okay. They the kind you stand, the kind they, you stand they, on. Right. <laughs> and they, they, they all – yeah, like the – you know, the Razors. They're like the Razor scooters. Okay. They're – touch bigger you know they're all electric and stuff like that there's like four companies that do it so you download an app you scan a little barcode and it costs like a dollar to turn it on and then you just ride it so it's Um, like the stand-up the razor kind of scooters you're talking about not the sit-down ones awesome no 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 stand up (laughs) um oh my god we had so much fun on those things uh we got we got michael from radio free istavan to go with us and ride on um Oh, I want to see those pictures. Oh, <laughs> Dude, yeah, uh, kind of I've, got, I've got video of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you'll, you'll see the, uh, the hashtag, I'm scooting here. Like, hey, I'm scooting here. And you'll get cars pulled out in your way. And, oh, my God, it was just so much fun. Anyway, I digress. Um, if you go to San Antonio, you got to try out those scooters. They're, they're, like, they're like everywhere. Apparently, they're a bunch of American um, – uh, airlines have them right nearby. There's a podcaster I follow who says that every time he lands in pretty much any ma- major city in the U.S., he, immediately he just gets a scooter. One. Yeah, really? He immediately goes to one instead of you know, and then goes to like he's a comedian, so he'll like get one and he'll just go straight to his venue on it. It's pretty <laughs> funny. Oh man, that's yeah, cool. The, the Uber driver was saying that it's kind of costing them business because you know downtown San San Antonio, they were like, man, we had you know we'd get these these people that wanted to Uber for six blocks. And he's like, now, dude, they just jump on scooters. Um, 
anyways, dude, it was so much fun. Uh, the awesome. class was um, the class was just amazing. We got to paint on that new Black Sun orc, the orc rager. Yeah, I heard uh, you guys talking about that on Radio Free Istvan. So it's a, a like a different, it, same company as the other orc that you guys no, used to paint, or different? No, no. The the old orc was one of the black sailor models, the the okay. pirate orcs from Big Child. Um, this one is from Black Sun Miniatures. They did all the barbarians. Uh, you know, the, you see the barbarian where it's like Conan she, and he's carrying like a girl over his shoulder and stuff. Okay, yep. It's that, that model line. Uh, the model is larger. Uh, we were surprised by that. Quite a bit larger. Very fun to paint. Amazing sculpt. Can't wait. I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit for your for the upcoming class with you guys, so I don't want to share yeah. too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was awesome. San Antonio was awesome. Uh, the students did fantastic job with it. Before that, we were in Denmark. We were jet-setting again. Um, that was interesting. I, I <laughs> it was interesting well the class was awesome the students were so much fun they it was it was the it was one of those times when at the end of sunday they took the back-to-back series the 101 and the 102 and at the end of at the end of 101 one of the guys in the class said man or at the end of the 102 what he said was man at the end of sunday at the end of 101 i looked at my model and i thought man this is the best model i've ever painted and then at the end of 102, when he finished the next model, which was the orc, he looks at that and he goes, man, this is the best That's model it. I've ever painted. Awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. They, the students were great. Any, any ugly phase, you know, syndrome going, going down with anyone after day one? Oh, did we yeah. have any fun things with ugly syndrome there, Kayla? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like every well, class. Okay. <laughs> every class has an awesome quote. We have so many T-shirts incoming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, none of none of them were as best as that one, as good as that one. You know, the it looks like it's on fire. <laughs> that but, was in oh. AJ's class. Oh, really? That was when we were in Victoria. Who, yeah, is, who said that? In the front row. <laughs> it was so funny. Okay. What are the, what are the, we man, we get great quotes at every class. It's just the ugly phase. The ugly phase is so interesting because, you know, we were just talking about it this weekend in the class and how um, we've decided to comment to the students on the ugly phase (laughs) and let them know, you know, we kind of warn them now. When we first did this class, we didn't warn the students and the students would be so frustrated and we're sitting (laughs) back kind of laughing because we know what the results are going to be. But we kind of sat back and giggled a little bit. But then we were worried that one student wasn't going to come back. I mean, he After was so one. upset yeah. on Saturday. We were just like, you know, we should probably tell them to expect this so that it's just a little less uh, stressful for them. Yeah, it makes sense. Because <laughs> um, Shocking. Yeah, yeah. The, the phase is something you're, you're not used to in painting. And no. um, wow. unfortunately, the, the better you get at painting, the more ugly phase you get. I was just looking at, um, like, man, this this – it's one of those water nymph busts and stuff like it, it, it's almost sculpted to look like there's lily pads in her hair floating on the water. Oh, and crazy. then from waist up, she sculpted as a bust. And I was watching a painter do it and she was painting just the sketch of it. And you're just like, man, that looks terrible. <laughs> and she had this progression of works in progress. And you're like, man, it's not getting any better. It's not getting any better. And then all of a sudden it was like, Clank. wow, that yeah. is amazingly good. 
Um, so when you're when you work with high end painting, you get kind of used to the ugly phase. But I think for a lot of war gamers, that ugly phase is very shocking. Oh, totally. So. I definitely had it like in the the Seattle course. Like I had that up until. I started doing the detail work with the brush, like with the the paintbrush, and then it suddenly came, you know, it suddenly like the had the ah moment. But yeah, uh, the clouds piled <laughs> open, and this beam, this ray of sunshine came to- down on your exactly, that. exactly. But then, it, the, like that was the I was so excited for the the last one hundred and one Victoria class we just had this summer because I was like, oh, I can't wait to see everyone get so grumpy and poopy, being like, my model looks like crap, and just be like, don't worry, it's <laughs> it's all gonna work out, you know. Just wait till sun, Sunday afternoon. You'll you'll turn around. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's the <laughs> the ugly phase is the trust. The process came from. You <laughs> gotta just trust the process, man. Yeah. It's gotta go through the ugly phase before it looks good. <laughs> oh, so, much fun. <laughs> so, so much fun. So so good a good class in, in Denmark, and you guys just oh. went and did the one class over there uh, during this um, trip. No, we we did two classes we did the 101 and the 102 sorry um, yeah so back to, to back i'm i'm more yeah. meant more yeah. meant just the one location yeah 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 just the one location yeah. and then um right from there we're just jet setting over like literally we packed up our bags packed up the class we went back we slept for like two hours and then it was back to the airport at like what what time was it it was like five o'clock in the morning it was oh, so early but we raced down to uh, Hamburg, Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the that's the uh, uh, factory factory warehouse for Harder and Steenbeck. Um, so, if you're not aware, <laughs> I think most people are aware of it. But we have uh, transitioned over to Harder and Steenbeck as our airbrush supporters, which we're just amazingly excited about. And you guys have probably heard me talk about it in class about the Cadillac of airbrushes and the quality and stuff like that. Um, we have, yep. You know, and and we've we've been working with Harder and Steenbeck. We actually started talking to them back in May when we were in UK. Um, the the rep for Harder and Steenbeck came to the UK class and met us that afternoon to talk and go over. And he kind of wanted to see what the class looked like and stuff. So we've been talking for a while. And um, this was when you guys did the the church class. Yeah, yeah, yeah the okay, yeah. very cool. Um, so we talked with them for a while, and we finally came to an agreement. Um, we're we're very much if, if if you guys aren't aware and I'm sure the majority of people have heard about it but for your listeners that might aren't, might not be aware yep. is that uh, we don't do this these classes as a job this is our, our side gig um, we're both full time I work I work full time job cat I, I gotta say cat kind of works full time for CK Studios but she does it. Uh, not for an income. We're not making an income out of this. We're not um, doing it to make a lot of money on that stuff. Uh, what's really important to us is making sure that we're creating um, an atmosphere that's going to allow airbrushing um, for the students at a relatively affordable cost. We realize that some of these classes, like the weekend class, are decently cost prohibitive. I mean, you know, 250 bucks is it gets a little tough to swing sometimes. Um, but we're trying to make it as cheap as possible. We don't ramp up our costs to to make money to to make a profit off of this, and yeah. we're not we're not going out and buying Mercedes and stuff like that. What's <laughs> always stopped us from working with Harder and Steenbeck was that the 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 price you know was a little inhibitive, and we worked with them and worked with them worked with them, and we've 
gotten them to um, agree to work with us at a, a pretty pretty reasonable price, which we're super happy about. And I think that's the biggest thing that, that we're excited about because hands down, if you've ever touched a hard-earned steam buck, you've seen the quality of I mean, literally, you put the brush in your hands, you feel the trigger, and you're just like, oh, wow. There's not a brush out there that feels like a hard-earned steam buck with that right. trigger. That, that, that trigger action is just amazing. Um, so we're super excited about that because we feel that 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 we can bring this thing into the hobby, like at a reasonable price. And that's what we did when we went to hard-earned Steenbeck. Uh, we really worked on that. We developed, um, the exciting thing is that we developed our own, um, take on the evolution brush that they offer. Very cool. Uh, the evolution is like their kind of midline brush. They have the ultra, they have the evolution and they have the infinity. Uh, we chose the evolution, um, because one of the the price that we can get on it, um, mm-hmm. the the variations in the different brushes, we felt the evolution fit the best for the hobby for what we want to do, uh, the price range that we wanted to have, and the performance that we were looking for. Right. Uh, while we were there, man, it was so awesome. Like just the the factory is ultimate in German engineering. I mean. <laughs> it, it, it was like it was like yeah. walking into like a medical lab, you know. I mean, it was spotless. It was everything was so clean and white, and um, they didn't have like a big warehouse where like there's boxes and stock and all of that stuff. Yeah. It was this. It was this robot. Yeah, that's the only way I can explain. It, it was like this robot arm that worked up against this great big giant box, and this box was probably about fifty feet wide maybe 50 feet long, I'd say by about 15 feet wide. And it was about 30 or 35 feet high. And in this box, it was just made up of a whole bunch of little drawers. And each drawer was probably maybe two inches tall. And in all of those drawers is the entire stock for harder and steam back. I forgot what he said, but it was like tens of thousands of thousands of brushes in this thing and you don't have a you don't have to have room for stalkers to be able to go in and pull a box out and get material out of the box stuff like that there's no room for people to be in there it's literally this robot goes in and these little arms go in and they pick the pieces that come out and it goes on these little feeder belt dude it was it was crazy amazing that sounds crazy i I don't know how to explain it um so did like it all divided up into individual brushes or bits for the brush that it just goes and grabs like everything (laughs) cool there's parts to assemble brushes there's pre-assembled brushes there's pre-packaged and ready to ship brushes i mean like an entire warehouse was crammed into this 50 by 30 by six or eight feet deep box dude it was amazing it was so crazy and then the rest of the warehouse or the factory was all the machines that they used to build the brush. Right. They build 100% of the brush in that factory. We got to watch them. I think we were watching them build like the back ends of, of, um, of the Evos, but I'm not positive. Mm -hmm. Um, Just actually milling them. Yeah. They mill it. Everything is done right there. Uh, it, It goes into the machine as just a round stock piece of metal. Uh, depending on the metal that they're using, there's all types of different metals. Um, and the machine just goes in and it, it's got this work head and it's a whole mill system all on one machine. And it's amazing what it can do. It's just, 
it was crazy. I, I can't explain it. If you ever you're, get a chance, you, you sound like you were like a kid in the, in the candy store kind of thing. <laughs> oh my, oh my God. It was, it was amazing. I mean, just watching all that stuff and watching how much technology is in it was just mind boggling. And all the stuff. They're that so were, innovative. They're, they're, they're so innovative. While we were there, we got to, we got to work with like two or three different prototype um, items. We can't really talk about them too much, but they will be coming out. Um, amazing stuff. The performance they're getting, one of the ones that we got to use, and at the time it wasn't released yet, was the new needle set. Um, so they went I've in. heard about and, these needles, yeah, specifically yeah. geared towards miniature painting, right? Um, no. Or not, I okay. Say, I wouldn't say geared towards miniature painting so much as geared towards front and brush performance. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 spent what did they say they spent like 18 months just it was yeah two years in yeah. research and development alone just two for years the needle research, well mm-hmm. for the front end of the brush they okay. wanted to see what is going on in the front end of the brush and how it works and so he they were kind of explaining to me the new needle design and what they found was the same the same characteristics i mean they cut hundreds of different needle tapers and all kinds of stuff um, to see what it would change and how it would work and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they found that the same needle char- characteristics that created a very consistent smooth cone were the same characteristics that resisted dry tip awesome which is, Super interesting. And I mean, for a miniature painter, what are the two things that you're looking for? You're looking to, to minimize dry tip because we're using acrylic paints, which are the hardest uh, medium to use with an airbrush, really. Um, so we, we're, we're, we're worried about dry tip. And we also want to have a very smooth, smooth, consistent cone. Right. And, and that's the two things that they really emphasize with the new needle. And so that's why it said, yes, it's very oriented or geared towards the miniature painter um the benefits <laughs> that the needle have probably benefits us more than most other industries mm-hmm. but it's still just an amazing improvement um so we got to use that we got to just shoot with all the stuff while we were there with the prototype stuff um we were shooting with the 0.40 evolution and we were getting 0.2 nozzle size performance out of a 0.40 yeah it was Incredible. So um, basically, put, basically getting a detail brush level right. out of uh, like a point four, which is is the same needle as like a Patriot one hundred and five, kind of, isn't it? Pretty much, just it's a bit close. For, for our listeners that don't necessarily know what all the uh, yeah, what the, the the sizes would mean. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, a point four is going to be more like a, a base coating brush, a workhorse brush. Right. Those. Those point two nozzles, you're looking at like a Sotar, um, some of the Grex XGI, something like that. It's going to be a very detail-oriented brush. You're going to get right. a very fine cone, very fine line ap- operation, stuff like that. This brush was performing just as well as the point twos um, at a point four, and it still had the point four performance. Wow. It, you still have so you can the, do both. The, you can do base, yeah, base yeah. coating and detail work. It's Right. It's, exactly. it's, it's application range was so big and we got to put it in place, uh, put it in practice this weekend. We got, um, we got the new brushes that, that came from Harder and Steenbeck. Since our visit, the brush has become standard now. It, it comes on air as of November 2nd, it comes on every new, uh, infin, uh, 
Infinity, Infinity Evolution and Ultra that comes out of uh, Harder and Steenbeck. Cool. So um, maybe some of the local stores might not have gotten their new stock yet if they're still sitting on old stock. Uh, the way you can tell if you're looking at getting a new brush is it's going to have a V2.0 next to it. That's the version 2. Um, that's what it's talking about with that needle. It's going to be okay. the new version um, so we got to put it in practice on that orc and I painted the, I, I pretty much stayed with my Evo the entire weekend painting the orc this weekend and it did everything, all of my detail work, all of my base work, everything without swapping a needle, without changing anything. I was, I was so terribly impressed with that brush. I'm super excited. That's um, awesome. But that's what we got to see at Harder and Steenbeck. It was just, man, it was it was awesome. I wish I could talk about more of the <laughs> prototype things that we got to use. But while we were there, um, we got to see our prototype brush, the CK Studio prototype brush. I know that a lot of people are asking about that. Oh, it sounds awesome. I'm excited for it. We've been hinting at it for a while. Um, and we, we just keep saying it's coming soon. Um, we're hoping right now for an early December release. Oh, wow. Uh, Okay. We're pushing. We're pushing to be able to have it delivered to the customers before Christmas. That's our goal. Uh, we can't, like, I, we can't guarantee that right now. Um, the the issue that we have right now is um, there. There was a really successful Kickstart that Harder and Steenbeck just finished up with yep. the Cult of Pain guys. Yeah, I know of that. Tremendously successful. <laughs> Way more successful than than they expected, but like how every kickstart goes, yeah, it, it was a little delayed in the release. Um, they had a few technical issues, mainly on the Kickstarter side, not really on the brush side or anything like that. Okay. Um, so because of that, it pushed the timeline back a little bit. Uh, we wanted to make sure that the kickstart finished off. Our brush with the colors and everything like that, we didn't want a lot of confusion. For, right. the, for the kickstart and everything like that theirs is the infinity ours is going to be based off of the evolution um so uh, because of that it's caused our brush to push a little bit um but we're looking at they have to retool the where the the factory it's pretty much got to retool to our brush and okay. um uh we have a meeting with harder and steamback this week so we should find out a little bit better on our timeline um so we're hoping Fingers crossed. We haven't heard anything about the timeline changing yet. So the last we've heard, we're looking at an early December release. They're getting ready to, to switch over to our brush and start cutting our brush. They're going to cut the first like 250. Um, and then once, once, once those are cut, then we'll go into a little more of a limited production where not all the machines are just doing CK Studio. Um, so we're super excited about that. So we're hoping for it. Um, the brush is going to be awesome. Like I said, it's based off of the evolution design. Um, I just felt, I just felt that the evolution really fit what our goals and our goal was to, to get, how, how did you term that cat? Um, I love the way you said it. I, I, I think it just, it sounds perfect for what you guys are, are doing with the classes and that you're able to, you know, give a, like, you know, it is a big price point as a person that, you know, the first time I airbrushed basically was at one of your classes and I, you know, signed up for the class and I got all the gear and all of that is a big investment. Like no one's going to argue mm -hmm. about that, but then you're in, right? Like once you're in, you're in, and then you, you have the tools and by you guys having one brush that can do it all. Like it was for me doing the second course was when I got the SOTAR, 
and like John, I think you can speak to this as well of like being able to do that detail work really changes, Mm -hmm. you know, what you can get out of the airbrush. Yeah. Yeah, I only have a uh, Patriot 105, but as soon as you started using mine. When I was using yours, yeah, yeah, I was definitely like pretty envious. I was like, damn, like you can, you, they do have a lot of control. It would be be nice to get a second one at some point. uh, (laughs) Yes. So then (laughs) being, you know, to offer to your new students that, Hey, here's this brush that can, you know, cover all your bases initially getting in. That's an awesome thing for you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's our goal. Yep. Well, it's super exciting. exciting. Like, congratulations to you guys. You know, that must be, you know, an amazing feeling for you guys to, you know, hey, you got an airbrush with CK Studios on it. It's awesome. I'm, I'm very happy for you guys. Thank you. It's been fun. This has been a fun project. It's been, um, Caleb really got to, kind of put all of this a anybody who's taking this class understands he's super passionate about this and wrap that up with all of these ideas he's always had about what the ideal airbrush would be and you know that had to have been on his mind teaching a lot yeah so to get to be able to put that together and it was really fun um experiencing watching him develop his airbrush and I mean, down to the color and everything and how wonderful Harder and Steenbeck was and very encouraging about, you know, really make this what you want it to be for your audience. And so really, you know, we had really consider who who our audience is and what our focus and needs need to be around the brush so that it, it has the deepest reach with it. And Caleb was just like it was like finally getting to let loose this uh, this thought these thoughts that he had on it and put it to life and that brush just ended up being absolutely perfect for for what we think will be for the audience and for for the students the students that are that are incoming but also it's available to the alumni you know we've got hundreds of people in our alumni now from the workshops we've had so um and some people some people we've learned are collectors of airbrushes, like almost on the level as as bad yeah, as I am. Yeah, so. like that's that shouldn't be surprising, right? You're basically teaching a whole lot of collectors. Out yeah, there. and I think like to uh, to to, to me amazing. and AJ, uh, like the idea of an airbrush that actually feels like it's a little more geared towards miniature painting is yeah. awesome. Like that, yeah. so that interests me way more than just like you know a fancy airbrush like that's that's cool but if it's actually something that's a little more um geared towards what what would be effective on a miniature that appeals you know just just sort of well just lack of dry tip like like that yeah exactly and just to newbies in general just like because like to me it's like Mm -hmm. yeah i like airbrushing but like airbrushing to me is a means to getting paint on a model and like if i can i'm I'm never going to be a high level airbrusher i just want that's not true says the guy that just went to armies on parade this year in town (laughs) yeah so (laughs) right yeah i don't think <laughs> but yeah, no, that sounds, so we're gonna sounds get awesome. you into class, right? We're I, gonna change that dialogue. Well, yeah. Well, now, now I'm asking John because <laughs> John got to sit down with Caleb, and as I'm painting silver on that damn dreadnought that I was painting, just endless <laughs> silver. John got to do some of the um, the glow effects with Caleb. So now I'm I'm trying to get him over here uh-huh. so he can teach me yeah, his I'm wares. Because be, now everything has got glow, glow effects glow, on John's stuff. It's just like, oh, I can do some uh-huh. glow effects here, boom, and glow yeah. on here, boom. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's so rad. It's, it's amazing how the, the 101 has evolved. Um, we're constantly getting better at it um, because because the class gets better. We get to teach more stuff as the, the time allows. And, yeah, the, the new thing that just in the last few classes we've been doing a lot of glow effects, uh, we introduced that into the Dreadnought. And students are loving it, man. Yeah. Students are loving it. I was like I, – I remember I was at the at the thing and I was just like – I was like following you around. I was like, so Caleb, you just show me how to do those glow effects. <laughs> yeah. I don't think John was going to let you leave, <laughs> leave Canada without, without showing him these glow effects. <laughs> Yeah. So I I do hear like you know it's there is this the CK brush, but I hear there's maybe another brush that's also in development. Oh, oh, oh my baby. <laughs> yes, the cat the I'm cat brush so... as I'm dubbing it. <laughs> you know, I did not name it that and that, that's what keeps coming up. I think they're even calling it that at the factory. <laughs> it's so funny. It is so funny to me. Um, but it's it, this is kind of a really a fun project that we're doing. Um, and Harder and Steenbeck just jumped immediately in support for it. And so um, we're basically, I've put together an airbrush also. And um, I'm doing um, an, a spin on an infinity. So it's um, the higher end airbrush, but it's basically what what I'm able to do with the Infinity. You can't do so um, for the evolution um, in some ways. So part of it's cosmetic. So the okay. the brush is going to be a pinkish purple color. Yeah. Imagine, imagine that. <laughs> I know it's shocking. Cat, you're doing a, pur- a purple pink brush. That's like, so not you. <laughs> I know, right? No, we're going to paint the world pink. Why not? <laughs> um, so, but this, this brush has been, is it, it's really fun because Caleb kind of put together his thoughts on one and then I put together my thoughts on one. And, um, so the pink one, it's for me, it's kind of a statement um, towards the women and the artists in the industry. And I really want to do a nod towards that. And so I've made a kind of a really cool airbrush with um, some really neat engravings on it and different things like that that have, haven't shown up yet um, out in the industry. So, and the color itself is pretty unique. I don't think, <laughs> don't think there are any other commercial pink airbrushes. <laughs> But I, I do want this as kind of a nod towards the women in the industry and not just not just in our industry, but there's a lot of amazingly talented women that are canvas um, 2D portraiture artists, um, portraiture and regular artists. And um, a lot of them are also doing work on cars and motorcycles and things like that. And oh, they're yeah. just amazing women. Bakers. And these... And, Yes, I have a I have a friend that is a a baker that airbrushes, and I I dropped her a hint just being like, oh, I I I know there's a cake. Yeah, really using yeah yeah, doing uh, intricate like food grade style. And um and I I I might have mentioned to her that oh there might be a pink brush coming, and she was like, what (laughs) where when tell me like where can I get it? So yeah, no, it's it's more than just the painters out there, right? Exactly. And I really want to do a nod towards that. You know, I I kind of recently have just been 
mentioning in different conversations that I really, and when I'm, when I'm with our classes and everything, it's really kind of a guy's world that I'm in and everything's kind of really masculine. The toys are masculine. What we're using is kind of, you know, Caleb made a black airbrush. (laughs) So (laughs) the world's kind of a little bit more boy around me, if you will. And it was really something I was like, man, I just wish we had that, that one thing that expresses something different here and a real nod to some of these extremely talented women out there. And so that's, that's an opportunity I get to have. And that's, it's kind of a celebration to me. And I love, I love the concept of it. I love how Harder and Steenbeck just jumped right on it and said, let's do it right now. And they, they had been working on Caleb's brush for a while and designing it and everything. And I just basically almost overnighted my ideas over and they started working on it. That's amazing. And what they, what they told me on that was there were, there was no like no in developing this. They, um, our guy we're working with said, challenge me. Like, That's okay. Awesome. Let's see what we can put together then. And I really think I came out with a really good brush. That's, that I think speaks well to the quality of the ladies in the industry and the wide art industry. And, and so I'm kind of hoping it gets, it gets a chance to touch some people that way. Um, so that's the message with that brush. And it's exciting too. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kid. I'm very excited about, wow, I have the opportunity of a pink airbrush. How fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's just fun. You know, that that's really fun. And it's amazing because it's been a hugely popular response from the guys how oh, yeah. many men want this pink airbrush you i know? do i want it <laughs> <laughs> right it's so cool it's been a very positive response so we're looking forward to that and luckily they're talking about um we'll be able to probably release both of them at the same time oh, awesome. um, we'll find out more this week so we've seen the prototype and played with the prototype um, that caleb has mine will probably just go straight from approval to coming out with his at the same time. So we'll, we'll be able to kind of put those things out there together before Christmas. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to, fingers crossed. We, I'm really believing in, in their system and stuff. And we've got some pretty firm dates for uh, first week in, in December kind of thing. So yeah, it's looking good. It's so exciting. I'm, it's I'm, so exciting. I'm just imagining when you, when the, the harder and CMAC guy was just like challenge me, you just be like, pull out your magenta fan. Of just different colors oh, yeah. and magenta. How many? Oh, what's your magenta selection like? <laughs> exactly, and you know they're going to engrave. I I have this cat silhouette. Um, I so want it's this just brush. A really pretty, <laughs> it's, they're going to take this cat silhouette and they're going to engrave it. And they're, they're, this is what they're attempting to do. We'll see if it comes out. I got to see if the, it lands on the prototype or not. But this is their idea to engrave it in three different places around. And on the um, the paint cup on the outside of the paint cup, so they're going to try and engrave the paint cup, something they've never done before, which is cool. so cool. I think that's that's fun. It's not. I don't. They might put it on the cap, but it's not. It's on the actual paint cup. So we'll see how that goes. And then um, some other engravings, and they they really they really wanted to do some fun stuff up there. And then I got to actually pick out the different parts mechanically for the airbrush that um that i think are going to be it's going to make that brush an absolutely beautiful useful tool as well and all the new needle technology all of that stuff and um 
and it's just kind of that that next level in your airbrushing experience. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I I think I ha- I had a lot of fun doing that, and Caleb's been very supportive of it, and is is as equally excited about the idea behind the airbrush and what we could do with that and what that message could be as we are having another airbrush opportunity. You know, equally excited, but even more so for, for that opportunity. So, and he's been super cool about it. It's been fun to do that project together. Awesome. Well, yeah, it sounds like a awesome experience for both of you guys to, you know, build your kind of dream brushes. It's very, very awesome. All, you know, new cool things happening with CK. Um, so it's, it's not only brushes that you guys have been, you know, expanding the, with the CK brand, but, I hear you also have been expanding the team as well to be offer some more, you know, get your get your reach even further than you have it right now. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, you want me to do that, Kat? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we're super excited for that. Uh, I may be a little more excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> just let, you, you just, can take a breath. <laughs> I mean... This has been so wildly successful. Um, everything we did when we started out, we didn't expect this to be what it is with CK Studios. We literally, our, our first class was just, uh, you know, we have a good friend in Adam over there at Beer and Bolters, and uh, he wanted to put together an airbrushing class. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, I'll fly over there, there and try it out and talk to Kat about it. And we're like, yeah, let's put together a class. And the results, I mean, we're we're celebrating our two years of teaching we've done what 24 courses now cat yeah 24 with like how many countries 18, now eight, like <laughs> 18 more scheduled <laughs> right um Hun- hundreds of students which is really fun it just it, it's been amazing and the the results of it are just incredible with how many people are excited and interested and they want to take classes with it. and we get asked daily hey you know can you come <laughs> teach this class in my town and you know we always tell everybody there it's not a no we we're never against going anywhere um i probably would stay away from iraq or something i don't know if i'd go there <laughs> um i'd go to dubai i'd go to go dubai to, in a minute would you go to juarez <laughs> yeah juarez i'd probably avoid that <laughs> um but uh you know, we, we don't tell people no. We, we tell them, hey, you know, if we can put together a venue and we can get our minimum, you know, 15 student minimum is what we need to be able to travel, uh, cover our expenses and stuff like that. Yep. If we can get that together, we're absolutely interested in coming to teach uh, with you. And because of that, we simply cannot keep up with the demand of how many people want classes. Right now, we are booked all the way through um uh, for me, I'm booked all the way through September right now. Of 2019. Uh, of 2019. We brought on two new artists. We brought on Vince Ventrelli of um, Hobby Cheats fame. You guys probably recognize him. Yeah. Amazing painter. Multi-time Golden Demon winner, uh, Crystal Brush winner, everything. Incredible. He is just as incredible at painting armies as he is at painting display models. Um, you know, his stuff is just top-notch. Uh, so... Um, he's going to kind of inherit a few, uh, well, one of the classes that we've already developed with the 103, um, and then he's going to uh, take over uh, from there with his 
um, kind of lineup of classes. He, we're, we're talking about doing one that's going to be vehicle oriented. And uh, we're kind of thrown around. Did we talk about the upcoming ideas for classes or? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, our, our basis, we're, we're designing right now the 104 with Vince. And uh, the 104 is um, we want to see more gamers we want to see more gamers and see uh you know there, there's that that quote that a lot of of the the kind of active guys in the community is bringing the hobby back yeah uh, we know with tournaments that it's kind of turned into you know the new hotness and stuff like that and we want to see that development and we the airbrush is the perfect tool for it i mean honestly yeah. uh if you're not airbrushing um you know, it's not going to replace everything. It's not a cheat. It's not like you just throw paint in a, into your cup and hit the trigger and you have these golden demons golden come demon, out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it takes work and it takes it. It, it definitely got a, a stiff learning curve. But the more people that are airbrushing, I think you'll get through your armies quicker. It'll allow you to to have more variation and maybe enjoy the hobby more. Get some of those armies. I know I have seven or eight planned armies that I have every model sitting in boxes right now, ready to go. Seven um, or eight projects, man. Oh, I'm sure. I did, you know, I want to do heresy. I, <laughs> I, I got a fist army. I've got uh, converted corn berserkers. I have an entire, uh, Elijah drop troop force. Oh, wow. Do with a seven Valkyrie list. Uh, you know, it's, it goes on and on. Um, and I'm sure that everybody in the hobby is that way. You get these ideas of what you want to build and paint. I got AOS I want to do. I want to do Necromunda. I want to do Kill Team. I want to Blackstone Fortress. Oh, my God. So gorgeous. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It, there's just so many things there. And so what we want to do is we want to develop a class that's going to allow people to really start to punch armies out a little better. Wicked. Um, so, so the goal is, is that it's going to be an infantry and vehicle based. Um, we don't know if it'll be like infantry one day and vehicle the next day. I'm going to let yeah. Vince develop this class. but um, And it's not going to be you're going to paint Space Marines. So I'm going to provide everybody with a Rhino and a, and a Primaris, and we're going to paint on that. It's going to be that each student gets to bring their army that they're particularly working oh, wow. with. That's so it'll be a lot more interactive. It probably won't be a lot of lecture. Uh, it right. probably really help if you've taken a few courses like the 101 um, that you've developed a little bit of the skills for the airbrushing. Right. You're don't ready know what to go at on on, on, right. on the day one. You don't need an intro, and it's just straight into right. it. Yeah. And and we're definitely not saying you should. You have to have this to be able to. All of our classes are meant to be standalones. If you come into a 102 and you haven't taken the 101, you're going to be fine. Um, if you come into the 103, uh, the same thing. Um, so that's the goal with that class. We're developing that, and then of course he wants to develop some some more models. Um, we recently uh, came up with um, a partnership with Creature Caster. So Ooh, we're okay. Creature caster and some more classes. I know that uh, a couple of our artists are excited about that. Um, so uh, there and will those be some are big, big models, aren't they? They're like almost night size, aren't they? Um, I mean, some can get that that okay. big, but they're definitely meant to target that demon. Uh, Centerpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were basically just like greater demons. They're a bunch of greater demons. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and they have some that are smaller that could be demon princes and stuff like that. So I mean, there's definitely a wide range there, and they're doing all the different aspects they've got. Um, They're obviously not called Nurgle and Slanesh and stuff like that, but it's like you know they've got like a the the. Mistress of Arcane, and they have the Mistress of Strife. I think they were like the the first 
company, I remember doing third-party demon models that were sort of intended as, like, hey, wink, nudge, like, <laughs> we know the bloodthirster of corn and metal looks like shit. Do you want a good-looking one? Like, <laughs> Before the, the new <laughs> ones came out? Yeah, no, it was, a, I think they launched a couple of years ago. Yeah. When they yeah. Uh, and that's, that's really that's exciting. Been, that, that actually got taken over by a, a new group of people. Um, okay. Some of them were involved in the original, but some of them weren't. They kind of shied away. I know there were some issues with that. The new stuff that they're putting out, the new models are, dude, they are so phenomenal. They're so phenomenal. I just got the new, this new uh, uh, kind of corn-esque, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> greater, and dude, he is amazing. I mean, the sculpt on him is just fat. Oh, dude, it's awesome uh so anyways we're gonna have classes that are gonna be based on that um and then of course you know we have our 103 with um the night uh with the freehand and if you guys yep. have seen vince's freehand vince is like the knights are his jam you know, i i don't think there's anybody out there putting out knights like like vince does so we're super excited for that uh, he's got his philly class coming up uh if you're interested in getting in that and then we will be uh announcing the rest of them there's a class in dallas uh we're working for a class in seattle um ooh, ooh where else gosh for vince uh, so we're loading him up he's right now i want to say he's booked out until i'll, I'll run through it yeah okay cattle run through it anyways um so, so super excited with Vince, and then 101 is crazy popular. I mean, we're we're getting three to one, four to one requests for 101 versus the other classes. I can't do them all. Um, so we've brought on Justin from Independent Characters. Woo. Um, God, God knows he's taken enough classes with us. Yeah. And um, he ori- I, wasn't he originally like a little hesitant coming to your first class. He, he, he was. We laugh about that because yeah. when it when we first when we first talked with independent characters about it, Justin was like, you know, I, I don't know if I really need that class. I'm not sure if I want to go to it. And now he's just like, dude, if you guys aren't taking a CK class, yeah, you, you got to get into it. I, it's um, so funny how much of a convert he is. Like, uh, the, it, yeah. when he came out of, I guess the. Uh, the 103 and they were talking about it afterwards like, yeah he was going he's like you got to take a course like and you know i'm laughing i'm like oh isn't this the guy that like a year ago or more was just like oh, i don't know about this class and <laughs> is now the biggest convert and a uh, part of your team i just think it's amazing it's yeah. so awesome we're so excited he is so excited about it he uh he, he when, you know, when we called him up and talked to him about it and asked him, he was like, oh, my God, I'm so humbled by it. And he was just super excited. I, I love the energy he's bringing to this. I hope um, that he puts his own spin to this class. Um, we, we Do you are need cigars and whiskey while doing it? Because that, that sounds awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I, it, it might be like, you know, sleeveless shirts are required or something, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> But uh, we're super excited for him, and it's going to allow us. It's really going to allow us to open up the 101. Um, so we've we've expanded the 101. There's going to be a lot of offerings for the 101 coming up now. We're going to finally get to all those places that people have been begging us for. We're going to get into Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis. We're going to get into Houston. We're going to get into finally something in the southeast. We're looking at at um, putting together stuff in Atlanta and etc. I mean, cattle go over all that, so I don't need to rehash it. But um, <laughs> We're finally going to get into these areas that that people have been asking us for. We're super excited for that. And then, of course, um, 
dude, he's just been knocking out demons and stuff lately too. So I, I know that he's going to be interested in some of the creature caster models and I can't wait to see what class he develops. Cause we're going to, we're going to give these guys, you know, free reign to develop classes that they want to see. Um, so, uh, we're excited. I mean, yeah, it, it sounds it's, awesome. It's so busy. It's so busy right now. Airbrushes and traveling and uh, conventions. You know, we're we're loaded down with conventions this year. We're gonna. We kind of took a break last year with conventions, but this year, this year we're back to to hit more conventions. Of course, we're going to be at LVO. Um, mm-hmm. We got a, a full spread of classes there. It's very fun. It's pretty much. I want to. I'm thinking it might be the last few like brush oriented classes that I personally am going to be doing. Um, oh. It seems like every event we go to, people are just begging for more and more airbrush Airbrush, classes. (laughs) Well, you guys kind of have made a name for yourself in doing that. So, and and you know, and we definitely want to make room in there for more artists to be able to teach. And if I'm sitting there teaching all all the everything, you know, if I'm sitting there teaching all the brush classes that I teach, the blending classes, the painting faces, you know, it goes on and on. That that kind of limits other artists from being able to come in and teach. Also, Um, so. it's kind of a decision that we've, I guess I've come to more. It's kind of a personal one because the, the convention classes are, are definitely up to me with what I'm going to teach. Um, so anyways, we're going to be at, at LVO. We're doing some fun classes there. The lineup at LVO for, for teachers is amazing. Uh, they got Andy Wardell coming over from UK. Uh, he's teaching that, that NMM class, which of course, of course falls right in with a class that right. Same time schedule as class (laughs) I'm teaching. Um, dude, the guy is phenomenal at non-metallic metals. I just, I, I'm dying to take his class. Yeah. I was about to say you want to take it, right? <laughs> right. It's, it's just, not, you know, it's not in the stars for me. Right. Um, unfortunately it's not going to happen, but, uh, I'm going to still pick his brain every chance I get to, to, to find out. Um, and then we got the full, you know, we got the full spread of artists that are going to be there. Um, uh, Oh man, I drew a blank on it. Uh, I don't have the class in front of me. If you oh, guys get a chance, take a look at the LVO. Um, I think you can just go to frontline.org um, and you can go to the Las Vegas open link on it and yeah. find all the classes there. So we're going to be at Las Vegas. Come down and just visit with us. Come down and hang out and have fun. Cat um, is going to do an amazing set of classes there that we haven't seen at a convention. Uh, do you want to tell them about your classes, Cat? Um, yeah, I can. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I know we didn't plan this. No, I I hear there is a class involving mimosas. That that sounds amazing. (laughs) I'm going to do on Friday and Saturday morning. Um, you know, last year that there were a lot of the ladies that were there, their, um, their significant others, if you will, were off gaming and they were kind of, kind of around in the area of the hobby area a lot. And some were just kind of hanging out in the hall for hours, that kind of stuff. And I just thought it'd be really fun if we had something for the ladies to do, too. So I set up um, mimosa sip and pours on Friday and Saturday morning. And we're going to do some really fun acrylic pouring and canvas work. Just It's just really you don't have to have any skill at all whatsoever to sit and make an entire abstract painting. Um, and just sit and make some really fun art and drink some lovely mimosas. And I'm, I think I'm doing four classes and a couple of, um, they're, they're mandala rocks. So we're going to paint rocks and, and do dot, um, pointillism rocks 
and do some really neat patterns and stuff. So just some fun stuff for the, for the ladies. But what's funny is every time I say that one, the guys, the guys aren't invited. <laughs> I want them, I want mimosas in the morning. So we'll see who shows up in the morning for those classes. That'll be fun. And that'll be like, I think it's right in the hobby area. Very cool. Yeah. So we're, we're looking forward to that. Um, Vegas is going to be awesome. Definitely come join us. Uh, after Vegas, we'll be at Adepticon again, of course, um, doing the full spread of classes. Uh, I'm changing it up this year. Uh, I know that ticket sales already went up and they've already sold out. Um, all I can say is if you're in Adepticon, right? Yeah. I mean, that happens every year. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in the classes, uh, definitely get on the waiting list that Adepticon has. If you don't get onto the waiting list and you don't get accepted into the class before the class comes, if you have the time, I suggest showing up. And this goes for almost every class, not just mine. Um, show up at the class before it starts. Yeah. And inevitably, we have a few students that don't show up. It happens every year. Too many um, drinks the so, night before. And right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So or they have a game running over or something. Right. Yep. So so show up with cash in hand. Uh, this the instructors will accept you you do have to pay for the class they're not going to let you just sit for free it's not fair uh that all the other students paid for the class that you would sit in for free etc etc so please don't ask them that um because it puts them in a tough situation and they don't want to be the guys that are yeah, kind of no, like no no kidding just just show just show up with cash um so sit in those and respect uh, <laughs> right and it's gonna be fun this year i'm gonna do a little different one um i don't know what happened this year but i went on this kick and with all the new GW terrain, I just bought like a mountain of terrain. Oh yeah, I've got I've got probably seven hundred pounds of terrain I'm putting together and building. Seven hundred um, pounds? Okay, yeah, <laughs> not money. I mean, like literal weight. No, in, I I I've fallen yet. Their terrain. So I mean, I want to do this whole Necromunda. Uh, I, the ideas I have, I could talk to you guys for hours. Oh on. yeah. Uh, because of that, I am getting amazing practice with painting terrain. Um, so I'm going to do a, a terrain class. It's going to be Sweet. really fun. Um, we're doing the large figure class. GW is supplying the armatures for this class, which is amazing. So I, I think it's like a $50 class and you get an armature with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so that's pretty fun. Um, little baby. Wanna thank, yeah. I want to thank, thank GW so much for, for supporting us in this. Um, uh, yeah, man, there's a stack of classes. So Adepticon is going to be a blast. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, God, we are so busy this year. Uh, <laughs> then, we're going to be at, G- at, at uh, Gen Con again this year. We took a few years off from Gen Con. Okay. We're talking, we're talking with Gen Con right now. Um, we're probably just going to offer one class. Um, it's going to be on two different days. We're going to do one. I'm hoping we can do one on Thursday and then another one on Saturday. It's going to be an all day class. It's going to be an eight hour long class. Uh, it's something we haven't done at a convention yet. Uh, we thought Gen Con is the perfect venue for that. So we're going to, we're going to give this a try and see if we can't nail like a full day class. So are you, um, are you doing like almost like a compressed one-on-one for that or, or what kind of class is that going to no, be? No, it's, it's going to be a standalone. I, I have some ideas of it, but I don't know exactly what direction I'm going to go yet. Okay. So I, I can't, I can't say for sure. It's still um, a mind exactly. stew right now. Right. It, it's, I, I totally have my ideas. Um, I think it's going to be a lot. It's going to get a, a little bit broad from a, quite a few of our classes and then also some stuff that I've been dying to teach that I just haven't found a venue for yet. I haven't found the opportunity. Um, so super looking forward to that. That's going to be at Gen Con. So stay, stay tuned for that. Um, 
other than that, I'm not sure where we're going to be. I mean, we're going to be with our friends over there, Armored Wolf. If you guys are looking for leather products and stuff like that, check out Armored Wolf. Um, dude, their stuff is so gorgeous. We go, we always go visit with them. We stay in an Airbnb, and it's just a blast, you know. So uh, Trevor and Charity are, are amazing. They're so much fun to hang out with. Um, and that's that's Gen Con, and then we're going to be back at Nova this year. We took last year off from Nova, but we'll be back this year at Nova. Uh, doing a, another full spread of classes. We haven't we haven't locked down classes with Nova yet, um, so we're finding out what's going on with them. Uh, we're hoping to possibly have another 101 or um, maybe even a micro class that we're, we might do where, where I teach one day and then Vince teaches another day because Vince will also be at Nova mm-hmm. teaching and stuff like that. So we're thinking about doing like a micro class the week leading up to Nova. Um, so Nova start kicks off like on a Wednesday night. So we're thinking like a Tuesday, Wednesday or a Monday, Tuesday or something like that. Um, still up in the air, but, but we're kind of considering that you guys hear to hear first. Um, <laughs> exclusive. So, All right. So I like it. Yeah, boys, Throne got the exclusive on this and they got to jump on everybody else. Um, so, uh, yeah, cra- crazy busy year. Just just with cons and classes and, and everything. That's, well, that's just the cons, right? Like so, uh, yeah. And then you've got a, a huge lineup of of classes already, right? So, it's, yeah. What? Uh, where are you guys heading? In uh, do you have any more uh, classes for 2018, or what's on the menu for 2019? Uh, the last class for 2018 is. Oh, Kat, I'm sorry. This is your turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we've got, we've got a bunch of stuff on the schedule and I'll just kind of, I'll give you a really brief idea of it. Cause going into December, we've got two classes left oh, wow. we'll be in Boston for, yeah, you guys are busy, busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've got two more coming up. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, the one-on-one in Boston is, I think we're sitting at like 27 students in that. I think we have three seats left maybe. Um, it's going to be a big class like yours was, yeah. uh, where, where we had to expand it out cause we just kept getting more and more, um, requests in the store. It was like, Oh heck yeah, we can fit everybody in there. Just, you know, go awesome. ahead and do 30 if you want to. So we did. So that one's got a few seats left. Um, then we did that. We, we got to do this really fun thing with, um, with Carl from independent characters Ugh. And we th- we're throwing a special event in December and that just kind of came up. Um, we decided to do that with Justin and, and have some really have a lot of fun just kind of running through one one together. And, and Carl offered his pad and kind of to support Justin. And that's a kind of, it's not an exclusive event. It was whoever can get the seats first kind of thing. Uh, I was, I was <laughs> so excited for you guys and so mad at you guys all at the same time when I saw that post, cause <laughs> I like would love to come to that course, but there's just no way I can do it. And yeah, it seems mm-hmm. like what an amazing opportunity, like a definitely uh, uh, a, a, a very unique CK experience for sure there. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we love hanging out with Carl and those guys anyway. And with Justin and everything we, ha- you can't, you can't not hang out with them and not have a good time. They're, they're just fun people to be with. So the weekend's going to be, I, we're, we're very excited about it. And uh, we're talking about doing another one maybe next year. So Carl's already kind of talking about it a bit. We'll see. Okay. That's, uh, um, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I will definitely um, kind of keep you, keep you in the loop on that one for sure. For sure. Um, 
And then in January, because Boston wasn't cold enough in December, we're going to go to Michigan oh. in January <laughs> <laughs> and revisit Lansing and do our 102 there. Um, did a great class with them in February this year, and it was just they're just really a lot of fun guys there. So we're gonna we're gonna do the Orc class and do the 102 there with Caleb in February. Of course, LVO out there um, and. Vince is doing his first 103 on the Night Titan in Philly in February. And looking forward to that. He's got a few seats left. Um, got some people interested in a few seats left. So got to grab those if you're interested and in kind of on the fence right now. Get them on. Um, definitely get that. <laughs> yeah. And then um, February also, Caleb's going to be up in Portland. Um, I'll be going with all the guys on these and assisting them. So Philly will be Vince and I, Portland, it'll be Caleb and I, and Portland's a really fun one. We had to expand that class out too, cause it sold out in the store. I was like, yeah, we can fit more. So are we talking Oregon or the Maine? Best, the best city, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So that one's going to be a nice size class too. The good that it's fun when it's a big size class. And that's the reason I'm bringing it up. The, the class is nice and big, which means there's a lot of community happening and you know what it's like when you have a big class, you've been in two of them. You meet a lot of people. Oh yeah. The community, the community is totally, it's, it's a community experience at that point. And so when there's a a lot of people and that many people interested in the, and it kind of blows the class up a little bit, those class experiences are phenomenal. So we look forward to those. And it's not just because, oh, we have a huge class. No, it's because we get to do that community experience. It's so much fun. Anyway, well, we, we anyway, actually, at our last event that we uh, we just had, we had um, some of the Seattle guys that I met at the Seattle Court 101 last summer. And through nice. that, basically, you know, kept in touch with them. And then they came up for... Uh, for our event here. So yeah, it's definitely community building what you guys are doing hundred percent. Oh, that's so rad. I love hearing that. Um, March Adepticon. Um, I'm going to be a little bit busy because I'm, I'm going to be taking over managing that's the hobby seminars, um, for Adepticon. So I'm in training this year. Um, that'll be a little bit busy. We're going to be a little bit busy. Adepticon. I want to see, I want to see the train, the cat training montage that goes, behind getting to Adepticon. Post that up on, <laughs> on the on the CK Studios Facebook page to, to Eye of the Tiger or something like that. <laughs> it's, this has been fun. Yeah, yeah. that's cute. Um, April, we're going to be in L.A. finally for our 101. Justin and Caleb are going to kind of tag team that one. They're going to have a lot of fun with the April one. Um, and... Uh, that one's going to be, we just got the confirmation this morning. That's at Azusa College, Azusa Pacific. And um, so that'll be in April. And then Vince will be in Dallas in April um, with a 103, another Night Titan class. And in May, um, Vince and I will probably be at Warhammer, at, not at Warhammer Fest, but we'll probably be over there to do um, a couple of workshops the week before or the week after Warhammer Fest. Okay. Caleb Caleb may not be able to join us if he has other stuff going on with work. So we're, we're still kind of weighing out what his schedule is going to be. Um, the, it's kind of early. So yeah. we're, GW hasn't even announced their dates yet, but we're really – but everybody kind of knows this is coming up and wanting to know how they can get in. And we're just – just message us. Send us a message through the Facebook page, and Caleb's keeping track of everybody that's interested. And we'll be reaching out to everybody. So if you're, if you're interested in the one in the U.K. and just want info when it goes up, let us know. Caleb will reach out. <clears throat> and then um, and then it 
Justin will probably, oh no, Justin is confirmed for a class in Minneapolis to do the 101. We just got that one tonight. And it's, there's a possibility Caleb um, may do the 101 in Oklahoma City. And if he does, I'll probably go with him and not go over to the UK with Vince. And but Vince will be fine without me if he needs to do one over there. So I'll probably stay in the US and go do the Oklahoma City one with Caleb. But that's where we would put that one if we have, if we can. We got to work with Caleb's schedule. In June, we're um, we've got Justin set for the 101 in Houston and Caleb for the 101 in Ontario. And looking at Ontario, for Canada. Yes. Ooh, we're in Ontario. Yeah. Oh yeah, back um, there, back, back east Kings, there, bud. In Kingston. We're, kinda, we're gonna we're gonna be in between, so we're gonna be in Kingston. We're gonna be at Kingston Nexus. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm gonna send. So, I'm gonna. My brothers might come. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, that one's in June. That one's in June. All right. Caleb. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that one. That one was a recommendation from one of the guys that came down for our Philadelphia class, and he came down from I want to say it was either it was either Ontario or Toronto. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and he was the one that wanted to hook us up with that. So he set that up. It's been, it's been a really great experience. Those guys are so nice at these stores. Well, we have um, a lot of Ontario listeners. So uh, fuck yeah. Buddy. Yeah. Uh, we we definitely. I think that's one we can help you promote for sure if it's not already <laughs> sold out so it's, and it's it's already set the dates on it is june it's already confirmed um june 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 15th 16th yeah awesome it's june 15th 16th um in ontario kingston nexus and we're kind of we're working with a couple of people with michael down there and stuff so yeah very cool um, home of the tragically hit. about that awesome yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> ontario Ferda. Yeah, heard it. <laughs> and then um, we've got Vince in Olympia, Washington that month also. And I don't think we've decided yet, if, uh, or if the store's decided yet, if he's going to run the 102 or the 103. Um, so they've, they've got to choose what they're going to do, but we have their date set for them. And July, um, check it out. July is going to be one of our favorite months. This is going to be so, so, so cool. So... Justin is going to go over and do a full 101 in Vancouver in what? the beginning of July. Really? Yeah, in Vancouver. Yes. Justin's going to run a, a full 101 in Vancouver in July because Caleb's going to run a 102 in Victoria with you at the end of July. Awesome. So, yeah. So we'll be able to, to help people in that area if they're if you kind of, are you wanting to get into the 102, but you want the 101 first, you're going to be and able then, to do it. Oh, man, that's amazing. <clears throat> and it might be I we got to look at it. Um, we're trying to we're right now we're securing we're securing the spot. We have a guy that's working on getting the location set up for us to, up there right now. Okay. Um, and a good friend of ours and just an absolutely awesome dude to work with. So we'll get the venue secured and then we'll be able to announce the dates for it. But it's probably going to be the weekend before yours. Okay, So cool. he'll, he'll, go, he'll go do Vancouver and then I'm probably going to get over to Victoria and couch surf. Are you? Oh, okay. Well, hopefully I'm <laughs> I in i got to get a hold of all of you guys. And no, hopefully I'll be in my new house. I'll hopefully be oh, in my new house okay, and cool. 100% yeah. you can stay with me if that's, if that's okay. the case. So. Yeah, and we I'm can. I'm not gonna go home. You know, we we should talk offline because uh, if you guys have okay. any, we might have uh, a venue for you guys as well to if anything falls through with your potential one, oh, so we can nice. talk. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. So we're super excited to get to stack this for you for 
I'm hoping they'll bring maybe some um, more of your community out for yeah, your event. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm excited. Because and we so, had so uh, many people last year that was still wanted to do the 101 when we had it in, yeah. in July. So that's that's amazing that we, you know, if people miss that, that they can do that one and then double team it and do the 102 the next weekend. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's going to be so cool. And the 102, um, I'd have to look at it real quick, but there's so many of the folks have already signed up for it um, for your class. We've already got 14 people coming Woo. to to your class in July. So nice. it's a lot of nice community returning. It's That's so cool. And we're, of course, we're doing the 101 kind of refresher the day before for everybody that's been a year since right. we took the 101 and, and don't want to come over and take the full 101. So we're making that available the day before, and there's several people. We'll show, up we'll for show that. the glowing effects. <laughs> the glowing effects. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be a really fun month, and I am. I'm going to say I'm going to go help Justin, and then I'm going to go over to Victoria and probably. <laughs> no, that's great. Going, go hang out there and finally get to check that place out because that felt, has got to be the prettiest place we've ever. Well, visited. I I was about to say I, I felt bad that you guys were kind of just in and out and didn't you know we couldn't take you out to like the you know to the one of the beaches or something like that and, <laughs> and really get you experience like the west coast so yeah if you're if you're out here for the week we'll we'll definitely uh we'll take you out for sure yay oh that'll be so much fun and then um august we have our gen con stuff and at the end we kind of have the nova stuff so august got gobbled up with with events and then but justin's available that month and we're we're putting something together for him in august and then um september Caleb uh, may be returning to Olympia and um, Vince, we're trying to line up for Chicago. And then I could roll, com- continue rolling forward in October, but we're just starting to map out um, some wow. of the other requests that are coming in. So those have got the our You guys are booked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you'll see it. Um, you'll be able to, because we're sharing it with you first, our whole schedule with you first. Um, we haven't shared that with everybody. So we're going to post that up hopefully right around the time this goes air airs and yes. people will be able to go check it out on our page and go get registered. That gives me time to get all this up in the store so we can we can get registered and set up. So gives, gives me time stuff. to edit. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Yeah, exactly, huh? Um, yeah, so it's good here coming. It's a, it's amazing. Like just how, like so many events, like, I don't know how you guys are staying on, on top of it, obviously bringing other people in, but you know, it seems like there's only, you guys are only, you know, growing and growing and growing. So we'll see where, uh, see what the next Mm -hmm. two years have in store with you guys. If if, with the last year, I can't, I can't imagine where it's going to go from here. Yeah, you know, it's been for me personally for getting to work with Vince and getting to work with Justin. Um, they're two of the people we're working with now. Devin um, Bush has joined working with us. He's out of the Bay Area too. Absolutely just so blood. so sick of Caleb and just finally some you know some new fresh air. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, and and we, we've kind of laughed about that. It's kind of like this is so refreshing. We're both really really energized by all the energy that's coming in with us with with these changes because everybody's so excited. You know, we talk as a team and we and we we put. Hey, we got this opportunity with CreatureCaster. What do you guys think if we make it four models available to the students so that when they take that class, 
everybody can choose what they want to learn from out of the four models and then talk to the instructors and find out if they could teach like that and to hear how excited they were about it. And we got to kind of talk about it as a group with this team. So our little ideas, it's always been me and Caleb hashing out has now become this amalgam of, of artistic minds. It's so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Um, and so the, it, the, the team itself is just is really kind of a neat experience that we're, we're getting just kind of into now. Um, Dev Sodegar over in the UK absolutely has become like my right-hand uh, person for helping with, with everything we're doing online with the groups. Um, he's really consolidated all that down and getting it surveys like in an alumni group. So when you, when you're done with your CK studios class, you get to go over to an alumni group and everybody's kind of had the same experiences. And, and (laughs) I think it's kind of a fun little community. I think it's starting to get its own personality and it's neat. Um, we just, cause we just really opened it. You, you kind of saw when we started the group and, Dev has taken over doing that, and he's just been an incredible, incredible help with all of this stuff. Yeah, um, it's so it's really inspiring, that that group of just, like, the constant people posting of, hey, this is what I'm doing, and, you know, just keep, keeping the, the uh, you know, uh, creative juices flowing. It's it's an awesome community mm-hmm. there. And, any you know, if you, you ever have any question, like, hey, I'm, I'm having this issue, or I'm looking to get, like, you know, this kind of looking for a new paint like everyone's so friendly and eager to Mm -hmm. to help you out in in whatever way they can so yeah it's a it's a really great community that you guys have fostered yeah it's super fun super fun so that one's been kind of a new project that's been going on and and the and the our team has just been really cool in that it's allowing us to do these things because we're not doing all of that work you know dev's really taking that on and we work collaboratively on a lot of stuff and caleb is just he doesn't get to talk about teaching much with me because I'm doing one side and he's doing the other. And now he's got these other instructors to talk about teaching and build classes and oh, share ideas fun. with. And yeah. Oh totally. yeah. Yeah. And with people that we respect so much and, you know, uh, Vince and Justin have really taken on this whole energy of, um, man, this is a team We're we're, we're really working on this as a team together and we're all kind of, we've all got the same purpose and thought behind what we're doing and, and let's just really do it really fun and do it well. And it's just cool. It's cool. You couldn't ask for better people to, to, to get the opportunity to work with. Been fun. Well, I can, yeah, I I can say as a, now a a two time attendee of your courses, like a, you know, it's, it's an amazing community that you guys are, are building. Like it's amazing skills that you guys are bestowing onto people and, and I just, I can't say enough, you know, amazing things about what you guys are doing and the services that you're putting out there for, whether they're gamers or, you know, um, or miniature modelers that aren't gaming or whatever they may be. dudes or... Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really awesome what you guys are, are doing and how much you've grown in the last two years and super stoked for you guys. It's, uh... It's really awesome. Um, so before before we get let you go, as as sad as I am to say that and let you go, because it's always awesome talking to you guys. Is there anything else that you guys want to cover before we let you guys go, or other or do you have another five six pages 
of events into 2020 oh, I know. already. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, <laughs> I sit back and I'm just like, this is amazing. Like, it's I, there's so many people out there. Like, you know, I was one of those people for years. Like, I'd hear like Carl talking on the independent characters about getting into airbrushing, and I was always so. It is a big, you know. It's it's a lot to invest in, and you'd hear mm-hmm. these horror stories of people like, oh, I like didn't know what I was doing, I messed up my brush, and so like actually having someone to teach you these skills, and even even just the basics of the one hundred and one day one of you know this is how you clean, you know this is this is what to you know everyone coming out of the one hundred and one knows what to look for it's like hey my airbrush is acting this way so this is what i should do and and just those basic Mm -hmm. skills are so awesome to get people into this amazing tool like you said it doesn't replace everything but it's it's another tool and and can really up your your game so it's yeah i'm I'm super thankful for what you guys are are doing with the community oh 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 i think i'm gonna cry (laughs) So no. I hope you guys are collecting air miles because it, it, you should be if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Talking about air miles. This was so cool. We're in San Antonio this weekend, and we've got one of the students, um, David Eves, that comes David Eves that comes from the Cayman Islands to take our classes. Wow. And he's been to our 101 in Dallas. He's been to the 103 in the Bay Area, and he just did the 102 in San Antonio. Wow. And we're sitting, yeah, he is the coolest dude too. He's from the UK, but that's, he's, he's there in the Caymans to work. So for work, he, he ended up moving there for work he, and he's in IT, which is really fun. Cause that's the business I own in my regular life. Okay. <laughs> and so he's just, he's cool beans. And, um, and he was figuring out the miles that he's flown, taking our classes and he says he's flown over 15,000 miles. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) How cool is that? Very cool. I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause that every time he does that, that's his opportunity to actually get to go play. There's no one on the Caymans for him to play with. Oh really? So he has, (laughs) yeah, he has to fly off the Island to go have, he got there a couple of days early this week and set up time. Cause that was his second class in Texas. And he got to know a whole bunch of the guys in Texas. He flew in cold from Caymans, didn't know anybody in Texas to our first class in Dallas. And he just kept track with these guys. And, you know, Michael's in there um, from Radio Free Estevan and John Trotman and a bunch of these guys. He kept kept in contact. And so when they got there, they all kind of came into town early and played with him. So he got to play some Warhammer. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) And then he's like, and then I got to get my hobby on for a couple of days after that. <laughs> totally worth it. And then he sat there and he calculated out the miles, you know, and talked about it. It was like, that's rad. Good for you. Well, <laughs> some, it, that it, is some Warhammer dedication right there. It just shows <laughs> you, know? you that CK Studios is worth traveling 15,000 kilometers to attend, I think. <laughs> I, I don't know a better way to end it other than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right on. Thanks so much, AJ. Hey, of I course. Appreciate, I appreciate you having us on again. No problem. I'm always always glad to have you guys on and, and you know, just get out what you guys are doing and promote what you guys are doing. So uh 
Yeah, definitely. I, I'm as soon as this is over, I'm going to start texting my buddies about it back in Ontario, being like, "You need to take this course." So <laughs> hopefully, you'll get a couple <laughs> signups in the next couple of days. So uh, yeah, That's awesome. Always glad to have you, and can't wait to have you guys back up here to, uh, to Victoria in in July. Right on. Thank you. No problem. So we'll nice to talk to you too, John. For us. We will definitely say, yeah, hi, to say hi to Teo. Hopefully hopefully he will regain his mojo by uh by July and, and will come to the class and can serenade you guys in the front row again singing Usher oh. and and you know, things that like that. That would be the best. <laughs> that would be the best. <laughs> All right, and then guys. We might, see, we might set him up next to Caleb. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> there you go. He can just be the he can be the distraction behind Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on, and I and uh, best uh, happy New Year because we probably won't have you on before then, and we'll talk to you guys in the new year. Right. All right. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to the Bot GT. I'm sitting here with John and my wonderful younger brother, Alex. Alex, hey, what's going on to the listeners? Hello, everyone. Uh, hey, so hey. my name's Alex. Um, yeah, so I uh, am diving back in kind of recently into the hobby. Uh, Andrew, my brother, got me into this game Andrew, when I was... AJ. AJ, weird. <laughs> People don't uh, know me as... as Andrew on this, but yes, I have fed you the crack. (laughs) Yes. So Andrew, AJ, whatever, has been my crack dealer for some time now. Uh, So when we were in like early middle school is when we, I think we, maybe early high school is when you first got us into it. Uh, He got me and my brother Carter. Uh, We started playing 40K. uh, And you guys were young. Like that was when I was in high school. And so you guys were like, you're nine years younger than than me mm-hmm. so yeah you guys are, i remember just like definitely at that age of just like don't touch my models like don't even look oh, at yeah. them kind of thing. <laughs> oh, we touched them <laughs> we touched them for sure they were yeah. cool uh so then like he got he got us models maybe like i think he wanted someone to play with and also like so then we would stop touching his uh and then so i we started i started with like black templar carter was orcs uh, and so we started playing just lots of games in our basement, uh, expanded, you know, we got really pretty into it. Um, I kind of later high school ended with a couple armies. Uh, I played like, I think Tyranids and such, and then kind of fell like kind of just drifted out, stopped collecting, kept playing the lots usual, of games for a while. Usual yeah, story. Like, usual, yeah. For, late high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then basically didn't do anything with it. Uh, at all through university, and then uh, well, that's not then, entirely true, right? Weren't you still rocking D and D quite a bit? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, so I play a uh, fair amount of D and D. That really kind of started right where Warhammer was ta- was kind of uh, I guess coming to an end for me. Yeah, um, so in late high school, I played with a bunch of friends, a bunch of them I still play with actually now through uh, online through some. Uh, like through Discord and Roll20, which are programs for it. And then kind of started following this podcast when 
uh, you guys originally launched it. Uh, I'm really excited to be on it now. Uh, <laughs> and then basically from listening all the lore and then you being the awesome and terrible older brother that you are, you came back from Germany with uh, Kalf boxes. Yep. Uh, so For both you and Carter. Was, <laughs> yeah. So that was aggressive, but we uh, <laughs> very much enjoyed. Um, so from there, I basically started. I, I kind of. Well, I think you to... like you also. I, I think you just quickly skipped over that you've you've like gotten into the lore. Like, yeah. <laughs> you have. Yeah. So this was the you thing. You crushed to... like how many audiobooks in the last year of the Horus Heresy? S- yeah, so this is, it's what, it's not, almost December, so for Christmas I got the Kalf box, and I decided, like, by the end of that month I wanted to get back, get into this, but I needed to pick the right army, because obviously I'm going to spend a lot of time on this, and the only way I could figure out the army is to find, is to read the lore, so I started reading all the audiobooks, uh, so we're coming up to a year, I'm on The Master of Mankind. <laughs> I'm on book 41. And he's crushed every uh, single one. <laughs> yeah, so that's, it's been a, I think I described it to AJ. It's just like, I came, we met afterwards, and he's, he were like, so has the Horace Heresy been? And I'm like, I'm like a 13-year-old boy who just discovered porn was on the internet. <laughs> like, I've just been crushing them. Have you them. been uh, into it, the bad books, too? Like, have you gotten through Yeah, them? it's weird, too, because some of my favorite books are ones, like, that are pretty, pretty well hated, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty funny, but... Um, no, the black books in terms of like the gaming. No, book. bad books. Oh, so bad like, books. Oh, no, I miss I've hearing. Listened, uh, I, I've listened to most of the books, but there's definitely like a lot that have just been like maybe not a lot, but maybe a, about a quarter of the books that I'm just like I'll get like halfway through, not even like a quarter of the way through, and I'm like, all right, I don't really need to know. <laughs> really? Yeah, for for sure. I don't, I don't <laughs> listen to the bad books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's some that it's like after there's like. When I'm crushing this many in a row, I'd be like, yes, 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 yeah, <laughs> another book, another book. And it's like, I should probably read something that isn't the heresy maybe this year. And then, like, I'll have, like, an amazing book, and then I'm back on the train. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I'm in a lull right now. See, I'm, like, the completionist and like you and just have to read everything. And right now I'm just, like, I'm stuck on Garo. I just can't, can't get through it. And I was so stu- stoked to, like... Yeah, to listen to that or read that one. You just gotta skip over books, man. That's like you know. I can't do it, man. I'm too. I'm too anal. You'll if you ever let go of that, you'll feel so much happier for it. I feel looser too. I've had a few. I've had a few books that I've that I've like skipped past, but it's usually the sideline ones where you're kind of like, oh, I can tell that this is sort of a filler book and it's not entertaining me. Yeah, in terms of it doesn't tie into the like overall. Big well, story. Just the Everyone of the ties in the, the story. Quality of the storytelling too. You know? Okay. Like sometimes you know, Master of Mankind. Like who's not going to get through Master of Mankind? I have not awesome read this book, book like, yet, so no spoilers, please. Well, I'm just saying though. Nope. There's like there's like some of the books that are that are like they'll catch you and it's like damn, let's read this. And then there's going to be some that are maybe a little you know in between. And then yeah. There's gonna be some totally. That are just like. Mm-hmm. Oh, are like so betrayer weird. and just amazing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and a big thing for me too is because uh, I never was into the lore at all in 40K, like at all. didn't care. I was just love painting, building, playing. Right. And so like I'm also pretty good at avoiding spoilers pretty aggressively. For example, I didn't know chaos was involved at all with the heresy. And so like really? I found that out while reading the books, obviously. And then I'm like, 
So, you know, very early on, I'm like, oh, shit, this is how it happens. So, like, yeah. that's kind of been a really rewarding uh, train while crushing the books for me is, um, like, really not having, like, big spoilers for myself. Nice. Apart yeah. from, you know, those big gothic paintings and all the of the emperor and, so, you know. What was that? My pipes just rattled like crazy. All right. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So anyway, so I've really enjoyed the books. I've really loved that. I'm now kind of crushing the the black books yeah. now. Uh, yeah, those are like the I, creme de la creme of the, of the lore. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. When you get into them, they're pretty crazy. How are you liking like reading those? Because you just got into those after crushing a ton of the yeah. novels, right? So how... How have you found it, like, reading those stories from a completely, like, a historical perspective compared to the first person? Like, personally, I think it's super cool how it's like, well, we'll never know, you know, what the guys did in this historical battle, but then actually we'll go read the books and you can find out kind of thing. Yeah, like, I really like, I think there's kind of two ways to do it. You could either read them, like, at the same time you're reading the books, and that could be really enjoyable, but, like, I couldn't, like I said, I avoid spoilers, so I couldn't do that. So it's kind of nice because I am, like, reading through it, and I'm like, oh, right, that did happen. Or, like, they'll start reading a story about, like, some ship in this battle, and you're like, what happened to them? And I'll, like, quickly flip back, and it's like, oh, they left and were never heard from again because yeah. they were found, you know, like, adrift a thousand years later. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like, so it's, like a, it's a boon to read the books first because a lot of the, the stuff in the books, it's sort of over time, certain aspects get retconned. And then when you go back to the black books, it will directly contradict certain aspects. of But the that's, black that's kind of the books. whole heresy too, right? It's like in um, like unreliable narrators. Right, so you can't really trust anyone's word. It's all well, perspective, yeah, sure. and then those history books There's are some like pretty direct stuff, like the Thousand Suns books. Like a lot of the a lot of the stuff in, in, in Burning of Prospero and that the, that that stuff has largely been retconned. The in, number of legionaries and just sort of like uh, the, yeah, the okay. legion as a whole. Like, there's just certain things. So all I'm saying is, is that when you get to go back in the black books, if the memories aren't so fresh in your mind that you're going to be nitpicking details where you're like, oh, that doesn't line up or that doesn't line up. And they've gotten better about that recently. Like, that's changed, mm-hmm. definitely. But if you go back to the older heresy books, and, and you re- read them in the last year, so that's not long ago. But, like, for <laughs> me, the last time I read Horace Rising was, you know, a few years ago at least. I've read it twice. But yeah. a lot of the details going back in that book now, I know that they're sort of like would be a little bit odd because they've been contradicted in other things. So, it's but I, nice but like I'm, I'm saying, I don't know if you can necessarily, it, it, you can you can look at it that way, or you can look at it that it's that those black books are written thousands of years in the future with like the records that they have that you know are, are all from these different count, accounts that's, that are all yeah, I think that can definitely explain away some of the stuff yeah but there's some more direct stuff that's like you know um like how did those Asian tourists get into the heresy <laughs> but yeah I was yeah, just the saying best I, think, photos. I think like going through the books and then going through the black books to me is like the is the way to do it yeah it's yeah like yeah. I really like the uh, in the black books how sometimes things will just be redacted out which yeah. I think that's yeah. really well, like really nicely done. Yeah, um, totally. just the whole presentation, like with things like that, everything that's put into those books. There's is, a sense of wonder. It's like oh, it's redacted, but you just get this image of like uh, of of uh, Bly and just sort of like how much 
knowing his mind, how much he, he probably had this stuff planned out in his own mind and ideas where, where like there's, there's, you know, like the, the, what's that thing called? The rang, the rang. Oh, the rang, 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 xenocide. Yeah. Like the coolest bit of fluff. Like, I don't even know if you've gotten to that yet. Um, uh, I don't know. Well, it's past master of mankind. I haven't. It's, no, it's, it's like before, but yeah. it's in the black books and it's, it's some, okay. it's, it's stuff on, like, redacted three, largely. But it's very cool because you, you, yeah. there's a lot of stuff in the heresy that you're going to get out of the black books that the, the books don't mm-hmm. even cover. You'll be like, whoa. Yeah. But so then like, even yeah. that whole thing is a mystery, it's right? A mystery, it's just but like the stuff that that's known is like awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think the. Oh, sorry. I, I think just, the black books are really cool for like, because they tell you like broader picture and stuff. And I find yeah. the books were really good for like getting into, especially when I was trying to figure out what armies and stuff I want to do, like mm-hmm. getting into like, the minds of the people in it and kind of bringing it more to life, I find. And then the black books I find give you just this big scale and you're like, that's awesome. Like, yeah, let's just have a page talking about this massive planetary battle that was super epic and we can condense it all into like, you know, one page of awesomeness. Yeah. Uh, totally. It's uh, yeah, it's just different, different scales, different perspectives, right? It's yeah. Mm -hmm. Can't wait for the next one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, whenever that comes. February, yeah, man. February, it's it's happening. I'm looking forward to seeing Blood Angels. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to any anything new. Well, demons too. Um, demons. Those are coming out. right out of the yeah. battle foam trays as soon as that thing drops. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> awesome yeah so this leads good uh like you're kind of trying to segue until we killed it there yeah. uh, oh, good. well no you you had a good setup and then i i totally swung and missed there but uh with you know with everything that you've been learning about the lore and figuring as you said trying to figure out what army you wanted to do like where have where has this landed for you yeah. So, uh, so the, what is the short version? So I picked, I, I'm doing Imperial fists. Um, so, cause I already kind of liked them a lot. I was leaning towards them because I, in, when I played 40 clay, I played black Templars. I thought they were really cool. They're very different. Cause in 40 K, you know, they were the one things where you'd get into contact, close combat with space Marines. And they're like, I have you now. And you're like, except for I'm the only ones who can like one of the only ones who can fight. Um, but I really like them because they get a lot of shit for being the ones, you know, guarding the wall. But I really liked their whole method of, you know, when we go to conquer a planet, we stay, we make sure that they like, we are part of the Imperium. We don't just, you know, crush and move on. Uh, and I don't know if anyone actually wants to be an ultramarine. Maybe I'll make some enemies, but I'll throw that out. No, no, Uh, there's lots of those people out there, man. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Um, I think you picked a yeah, good no. mix, though, because you're kind of going uh, Templar style, aren't you? Yeah, I really like Templars. I really liked. The wall. Yeah, I like, and also like a big thing is I kind of was thinking at one point about doing uh, Dark Angels. I loved the uh, like whole knights, like just the knights and shi- like old classic knights in shining armor. Yeah, kind of look they have going, and the Templars can get that, which is what kind of led me to a lot of my list revolves around shields. Uh, basically, if a guy can have a shield, he's going to be having a shield. One, because with Imperial Fists, they're actually pretty awesome. And two, because I think they look just so cool. Awesome. Um, I think there's I think, something yeah. about... Everyone like, loves Breachers, man. I, yeah. <laughs> like, I think they're everyone awesome. loves those those models. And, they're very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
so yeah, basically you're you know the the shield wall is kind of the theme that you're going for lots of shields and <laughs> and going with a Templar mix, right? Yeah, for sure. Seems yeah, like Sigismund I, is kind of your uh, go-to yeah, for character. Yeah, Sigismund, I, it's uh, my whole... The the one list that I'm really thinking about now is kind of built around him. Yeah. Right. Now, obviously, it's pretty easy to build around someone who is, like, you know, the greatest swordsman minus the Primarchs. Uh, it's pretty nice to, you know, have your cherry on top being a guy with that sword that's basically just a blender to the face. Uh yeah, yeah. He's, I haven't played a game with him, but he just seems ridiculous. He's he's one of the characters. Is like he's very cool, but he's like he's like I don't know who was smoking what when they were designing him, but they were just like, yeah, we're just gonna keep throwing things on him until like, yeah, we're just gonna make no, give him that too, no, give him that too. They're, he's like the scoria of of the Stardies, I think. Where they just kind of kept giving him special rules. And they didn't really like, and then it's like, oh, in the end, it's like, oh, yeah, no, don't ever get in a challenge with him. Literally no one, except for maybe like a Primarch or Baldor. Don't, just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm pretty much like a casual at any cost kind of guy. And so like the idea of putting him on the table is kind of intimidating to me too because it's just like kind of seems like a bit of a dick move but like he's so he's, he's pretty cool so yeah. he's powerful but he's not you know if yeah. if you can't if you can't counter that then then your then your your strategy or your list just needs work yeah yeah exactly so you a little while ago you uh, well it was definitely a long time ago but with all of our audio <laughs> issues and things going on it took us a while to get to this but you sent us a list and um asked us to take a look at it you know it's your first army that you're getting into so you know yeah dollars are precious and you don't want to go Absolutely. go and waste a whole bunch of money on things that it's like ah, maybe maybe you shouldn't have got that uh which is <laughs> definitely something that i've done <laughs> so um i wanted to save you from that so yeah basically let me just pull i've got your old oh you got it here yeah. all right sweet so We'll just quickly run down this. The show notes because I wrote some. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, I've got those okay. as well. So we've got Sigismund. We've got, and I'm just going to quickly go through this, Alex, and then we can get yep. into detail. Uh, then we've got an apothecary with power sword, artificer armor. We've got eleven breachers with grav gun, a vexilla, and sergeant with um, melta bombs. We've got another breacher squad of ten dudes with a, a grav gun, a vexilla, and sergeant with melta bombs. We've got total of eight of the Templars with a sergeant with a solarite gauntlet and. Meltabombs and a Vaxilla. And then for um, heavy support, you've got uh, a Land Raider pro, uh, Provost with. Um, Proteus? Uh, or pro, no, it's Phobos. Phobos. Oh, it's a Phobos. Yeah. Okay. With um, a Combi Melta and Armor Ceramite. Um, you've got three Vindicators OG and then three Vindicator Tank to. Laser destroyers. And no, then, sorry, it's just one, three vindicators with laser destroyers. Oh, okay, I, my bad. I wish I could field that many for that well, many I points. That'd be dope. Laser destroyers. I didn't even actually put that together the first time. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I read that. I read that right. Well, we'll get to our suggestions. So. <laughs> okay. Cool. So that's what you you've sent us there, and not not a full list, but it was just like, hey, this is kind of what what I'm thinking. So Johnny and I took took a look at this. 
and put it into both of our mind stew blenders and uh, came up with some ideas. So I don't know, John, do you, how do you want to go through this? Do you want to go through your thoughts and I'll go through mine? Sure. We can kind of or both hit on things if we're both doing the same stuff. Yeah, so I, I wrote some notes here based on the fact that I thought the Vindicators were uh, Siege Vindicators. I didn't realize that they were... Um, Laser destroyers, so they kind yeah. Of throw so they're all laser destroyers because my kind of the theme for this was basically it's the army Sigismund was sent with when he was sent to Mars, and so they didn't know if they were gonna have to fight all the Titans and Knights while they kind of extracted everything. So that's okay. kind of why everything is like all grav guns, all big armor piercing, like and just like breachers hiding behind a wall okay. because they Mars was kind of just in the beginning of the schism and they had no idea what they were gonna see. Okay. But yeah. Okay, so here, maybe, do you want me yeah. to start then? Well, you uh, think? I, I can start. I okay, think, yeah. go ahead. Um, yeah, go, so my thought was just sort of uh, the main thing is lack of transports. Yeah. I know that you have a list and you sort of want it to be defensive. My only concern with the list is that it's sort of, uh, it's defensive, but it doesn't have a lot of offensive teeth at range. It really, when it comes down mm-hmm. to it, you have you know you have two Laskens on the Proteus. You have the laser destroyer indicators, which are really good for anti uh, mid mid range anti tank. Mm-hmm. They're not going to necessarily be great against Mechanicum. Um, yeah. So my thought was sort of, I think I would ch- if 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 I were to do the list, I would probably tweak a little bit where maybe I would pull some points out of the Vindicators, uh, take away the, uh, the Aegis defense line and make it into a slightly more of an assaulty list. So it has a little bit more focus because it, I feel that it needs to move forward if it's actually going to have any chance of doing anything. And if you're playing yeah. against Mechanicum, um, Mechanicum are inherently very, very good at killing Astartes and shooting. <laughs> and if you're just kind of like trying to like, I'm turtling up behind this wall and expecting that that's going to be enough. And I haven't seen the mechanical yeah, yeah. lists that are being played, but thing, things like Mauler bolt cannons, they have lots well, of stuff he'll that be seeing, he'll be seeing some mechanicum because it's the easiest thing for me to transport. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah, you'll, have, you'll be fighting things like, uh, like I've Mahler seen what those Vulcans You'll be do. fighting, like, you'll be fighting uh, things, uh, lots of things that reduce cover. The sh- the sh- the so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I think my thought would be maybe take out one of the Vindicators, uh, try to get some transports in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, other than that, the biggest thing would be drop the grab guns on the... Uh, yeah. Because those those will never get to shoot, and they're terrible against Mechanicum. Yeah. The, uh, just, the, you just take melted guns. The, uh, the thing with the grab, and they're awesome, and I, like, originally when I got my um iron hands i was like oh man i'm gonna do like a whole uh heavy uh, support team yeah. all of grav guns and what you, the problem with them is that they're heavy and they're yeah. they're uh, a blast yeah. so you can if you can own you have to stand still to shoot them yeah. so yeah. the and chances that they'll chain. they'll work or that you'll get that is pretty rare. They're only like 15 right exactly yeah so yeah. it's I think it's better with like I'm. I think melted guns again. Yeah, melted guns is the way to go for Especially sure. Especially because uh, Mechanicum do not have a plethora of uh, armored ceramite, which is starting yeah. tend to. So that's a pretty big thing. Yeah. I think it's a really good core list though. Like as a as a two thousand two thousand point list, and if you're not mm-hmm. playing against uh, just a shit stomper list, I think you'll be fine, <laughs> even yeah. as it is. 
the thing is, is when you play more, like we play um, narratively, but we also have played for so long that our lists are definitely like if if you if you play against like a, a seasoned player who has a, a sort of yeah. like effective like I know what works and I know what doesn't work and I've sort of made the you know it's different than than sort of like uh, starting out and and just kind of figuring out what works. So yeah. Um, for sure yeah and i like that i like i knew the transports because that's the thing like i knew when building this list like no matter what it's just slow like if i need to move anywhere i'm kind of shit out of luck yeah um yeah i was i I, when i originally looked at i was like oh you know what you need is uh what are those things called the 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 drills oh that um shoot uh, the termites. Termites, yeah. I was like, oh, you need termites. You need termites. I was like, that's the, all you need. Like, that would be perfect for the uh, for the breachers. And then I realized, I was like, shit, you can't have deep strike. Yeah, because... Yeah, I have no deep strike. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's a decent list, and I think it will scale up well. Uh, but I think the more that you scale it up, the more you need assault vehicles. You're going to need to get things like landers uh-huh. and Spartans in there. Because that's that's really where the power is. I think the the those uh, breacher squads, when a big fat squad unit of those uh, in a Spartan with a, mm-hmm. with a you know with Sigismund or whoever, like it's pretty nasty. They've got those breacher charges. Like even against things like just Darren, like they're gonna be dropping blasts that are strength. Yeah, it doesn't too. even it doesn't even necessarily have to be uh, Spartan. Right, you could no, also just sure. do a Phobos as well. Totally, yeah, By, yeah. You totally yeah, so can. that's it why just I the squad threw them in. Yeah, but don't put them in a Phobos. Put them in a Proteus because Phobos is an assault vehicle and they're a defensive unit. So you're kind of wasting points at that point. You kind yeah. of want to get charged. Yeah, and that's right. that's kind of what I my I was thinking. I just throw all the Templars into. That's why I, I labeled it. I think is the Uber Black uh, because it just like rolls out and just dumps all the Templars at whatever I don't want to come <laughs> close. Yeah. Um, well, oh, yeah. I cool. so I made a little list here, which I kind of messed up because I totally forgot about the deep strike thing and had a, a drop claw or a dread claw in here. But <laughs> I've, I've figured. So basically, this is what I've I've changed because this. So I think, remove the right of war and assume that. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It oh, still okay. it still works. Um, so uh, with your breacher squads in general, what mm-hmm. I've done is I've given swapped out the grav gun for. A melt again, and I'll sh- I'll send this to you so you um, you have a copy of it. But given all of the guys melt bombs, and then for the the sergeant, I've given him artificer armor and a power fist with melt bombs, yeah. and then okay. so equipped both Always of the breacher squads armor. the same way, and then thrown both of those into a phob- each of Phobos that's just stock standard, no upgrades on it. So it is assault. So those guys could run out, and I think, I think throwing in um, vehicles into it doesn't kill your theme. No, L- no, like no. to say that they didn't go with any vehicles, like even that you know the story, at least in the novels, the story that we get is around like the awesome elevator as they're you know transporting the yeah. Mark, Mark Five, I think yeah. it was, off of yeah. the planet. Um, so you know. They could totally like landed those, and they're going to take off to like make a sure. a perimeter and whatnot. So I think you could do that. And th- but if you do get Phoboses, I'm gonna have to, you got to equip them a certain way in terms of like the kit, which I will talk to you about. It's this Blood and Skull Industry kit that goes over. You can get the regular GW Land Raiders, and then these tracks go 
over top to make it look more like a Spartan or old school Land Raider. It's nice. They're not cheap, but they're they're (laughs) primo and they're totally worth it. If you're if you were going to go this route. Um, So two of those of you've got two squads decked out the same and then that way they can, you know, they can sit back or they, you know, you don't even have to necessarily run them together you could have the land raiders sitting back and them deployed out out in front of them or you could you know use them for um intercepting and stuff like that the like john said putting the um the templars into an, a transport and throwing sigismund with them and that's like you know your your beat stick kind of unit and then you've got your apothecary, so you could throw that into that unit as well, which, you know, beefs that up. I don't know if you necessarily need to take the power sword. Like, if you've got the okay. extra points, you could do it yeah, usually. 10 points is, you know, yeah, 2,000 points. If you, if you, there are better places I could go. It's not a bad thing to have, but it's certainly, like, you, you know. He's it's not, not, really it's not like, like, a, a, a super not a, requirement. It's not, yeah, it's not, it's not going to do much. It's, yeah. it's just could go somewhere else. Yeah. His, his think, big thing that he's providing is the feel no pain, right? So he doesn't. And the two plus. Yeah. Save. And the two plus save. Yeah. Like you want that for sure. He um, has one attack base, right? So, yeah. I, you know. I think that as like a newer player, that's kind of, I imagine that's what a lot of people do. You know, I have a couple squads and then it's like, I'm going to make them all like super dope and not really yeah. be like point conscious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, I think it, the, the way that you've made it, like, it's still like this bre- Templar Brethren. So they're with. Seven combat shields. They all have melta bombs. The champions got the solarite uh, gauntlet with the combat shield. Like those eight dudes are three hundred and twenty-five points. So like yeah. yeah, and they're in a Phobos with Sigismund, which is so, so it's like half my points. It's a is lot in of like points, right there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, which is scary, pretty scary. Are you, are you done? Are you? Uh, no, I got a. Okay. Well, basically, and then it was just um, the uh, the vindicators. Now this is a two thousand four hundred point. I'm I messed up because I had a drop pod in here, as I said. So you could work. I can work with this a little bit, but like I've got six vindicators in here, three of each oh. type. But <laughs> the one thing that I will say about squadrons to be as a new player, I'm not too sure if you know this, but if you have a unit that say like say your opponent's got a Laz Cannon heavy support squad and shoots mm-hmm. into your uh, that squadron. All of those shots go through. So if it's shooting the front guy and that blows up, uh, then the rest of the, the hits go on to the, the next cascade. tank. Exactly. They also have to choose the same target when they're shooting. A lot of the power in the squadrons comes from uh, minimizing heavy support choices and stuff like that. Yeah, so you can get more on um, yeah. the table, but it does come with drawbacks and that. For sure. That's machine sure. spirit as a way of countering the shooting. Yeah, I did do well, that, but, but I, I that's what I took, but I had no idea they cascade. That's a little yeah. little terrifying. So yeah, you like our our friend At two thousand points, you're not really you know no, I'm not I, overly I, concerned I, about no. it. But I'm just throwing it out there because it's some it, like I didn't know that. <laughs> the yeah, first time sure. I threw down all my I, Mechanicum I gonna, tanks and definitely was just like, Oh, that sucked. <laughs> I think if you were just gonna have the one heavy support, I guess the Phobos is is the is the Phobos a dedicated transport? Uh, let me double yeah, check. Yeah, it is. I don't know if okay. Templars can take them. So as I would okay, yeah. split. If you were to use the exact list that you currently have, I would at least split one of the the uh, vindicators off, probably just just to give a slightly more shooting options. Yeah, um, the reason I did that is oh, like that's kind of getting into the weeds because the 
right of war, I can't have more heavy support than I have elites. Right. And oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. And those can't be more. Right sorry, I can't have more heavy support. And uh, what was it? I think it's I can't have. It can't be more than basically troops. And so because my Templars count as troops because Sigismund's in there, I can have like three fun units. Okay. Uh, and so that's kind of why I was doing them all. But that's kind of really getting into the weeds. But let me just see. So I have a third idea now that we've been sitting here and talking about this that I think is a lot more simple and sort of would, would allow you to keep your list largely the same. But I think it would be more effective. Mm-hmm. I think that pulling out a single Vindicator, I don't think you need three of those. I think it's almost, Fair. it's pretty overkill in 3,000 points, or 2,000 points rather. Uh, in 3,000 points, like three of those things is great because you can counter things like uh, Falchions and uh, and Land Raiders and Spartans and stuff mm-hmm. fairly effectively. Uh, but at 2,000 points, I would say maybe pull one of those out and then if you really do want to do the foot slogging thing, put all the points from pulling that out into the breachers and just maximize the size of those breacher just units. Tons of breachers. Yeah. Yeah. Because cool. then you've actually got bodies. And, and the thing is, is that every time you have an extra breacher in the unit, it essentially is packing more, uh, value into your apothecary. So mm-hmm. the more wounds that the unit has, it's the more, uh, chances for feeling the pain that you have. And if these guys are essentially toughness five, that's pretty nasty. Like, I think you could play into that. I think you could have the exact same list and you could, but instead have two squads of 15 breachers. And I think it would be a, a much more durable, hard to sort of, um, you'd just be hard to kill everything, you know? Yeah. And then maybe try to get an extra apothecary in there too, if you can for both squads. Yeah. So yeah, there's an apothecary in every squad. Oh, really? Okay, there we go. Yeah. Oh, is that sweet. what you... Okay. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, the list I sent you, I didn't know this was going to end up on the air, so no, it's no, like no. filled sorry. with jokes, and everything's got that, like stupid little code name. Like, the okay. creatures okay. are just labeled, oh, no, not the bees. I like that. There. I, I was, I was going to ask you what all that was about, but I wanted to just ask you on air to make it more fun. <laughs> and you know what's great about your choice of uh, the playing these sort of Templar-based and, like, you know, is that down the line when you don't, you know, uh, if you don't always want to use Sigismund, now mm-hmm. you have an option where you could, you know, you could take a, like a cheap, a, you know, some, uh, maybe a cheap Praetor or whatever, but also yeah. you can take Legion Champions now with uh, Paragon Blades, and they oh, are yeah. nasty, and that's like a pretty, like uh, Emperor's Children and... Uh, oh, yeah. And that would be perfect for this. That well, would then totally... he need, but then he doesn't have access to the right of war. To- yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. But, but it's slow like, build. You know, you can sure. start with one right of <laughs> yeah. war. And, um, yeah. Here, I've, so I've just retweaked this um, based on the tank. So I've added a Vexilla to both of the Breacher squads. I've added two more um, Apothecaries, and each as a single entry. So that gives you then... Mm-hmm. A total of three that you could That's do for really heavy, smart, yeah. heavy support, right? Abuse, yeah. mm-hmm. I've added uh, the Proteus for the Templars and given it the um, the hull mounted Laz cannon, so it's the the heavy three, Laz cannon. Yeah. Uh, it's got three Laz cannons. That's basically. really good if you're playing statically because yeah. then you got the, yeah, yeah. You, that's a really cheap three Laz cannon, like for sure, hard to kill brick. And then this is right now. This has got the three, just the three vindicators. Um, I just with the upgrade for the laser destroyer, so all stock standard. And there's two hundred or two thousand four hundred and five points. 
So awesome. you've got a little wiggle room where you could do some other stuff, or you could, you know, this is right now based on one tank squadron. If you were going to run it something like this, or, you know, we can work with the next hundred points, but, you know, you I would break those up so they're individual slots for those, so they're not in a squadron. Like, yeah. I think the basic rule to always go with with squadrons is don't do it unless you have to. Got it. it I, I agree, and I, yeah, I, I agree to some degree, for sure. Where, like, I, I just, I, I don't know why you'd take, like, want to take something as two. I think it depends. Pure it victory depends points on what other options you have. I guess that's like, a point. That's a good point. What's that? Victory points. More kills. Victory yeah. points. Yeah. First blood, stuff like that. It could also be a way of um, for, essentially forcing the unit that you want them to shoot at. You know, it could be a thing where I have two high threat units and I want That's them a good to shoot point at too. before they shoot yeah. that unit. Like there's Run them up the left. But well, at the same the time, right. like, hey, they're AV thirteen vehicles and if you're especially at two thousand points, like you're not mm-hmm. gonna have to worry that much about them getting all executed in one round. It's just it's just yeah. a matter of making sure that you place them intelligently and because you know, AJ AJ is really sensitive to this because he plays squadrons a lot when he plays his order reductor. And I yeah. have in so many instances I have had contemptor dreadnoughts coming out of dread claws just <laughs> charge just... these three tanks and kill all three of them in one oh, round no. because, because I take advantage of the squadron. I think I have multiple pictures of me giving that dreadnought the finger. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. So. Just like fuck you, dreadnought. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, like I said, I think you've got a good, you've got a good core there, um, and I think, you know, two thousand points is tiny for heresy, but it's yeah. a really yeah, good place to start. It. it really is because if you, if you even, even at two thousand points, you drop all like you've got. Let's see, um, that's about six hundred. It's almost seven hundred, and then we've got yeah. So like, if I like drop five hundred all of these tanks you know you'd be at like a thousand so even there is good for zm and it, um, you know your z this for zm would be awesome all the shields yeah. also might i point your attention to and i, lo- I love the shield theme because i think the vindicators it mm-hmm. works well with too but might i point your attention to in some point in the future um, medusas Oh yeah. Juices. I, okay, I'll look into those. Because if, that, you, if if you have a choice, honestly, between getting like a couple Medusas or a couple uh, Vindicators with uh, with demolisher cannons, I would Medusas are it. awesome. They really ma- they really match the theme. And if you think about like they're very they're very powerful. Yeah. They're very they're very good. They're, they're they're one of those units that you have to like hide because they're very easy yeah, to yeah, try, yeah. but they're strength ten, AP two, large blast templates Jesus. that are barrage. And you have to yeah, watch they, it for uh, you know, John's dreadnoughts coming in. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Taking you Absolutely. in the, in the butt. But the, and they also happen to look amazing, so um, awesome yeah no i'll look at that at some point i would love to throw in because i'm also building this around a cal box too as you say i gotta yeah. watch it how much i spend so like even for all the breachers i'm sculpting and molding all my own like arms and shields and then like shield arms shields heads and then like putting those on all the calf guys yeah and so those are kind of really helping flush out a bunch of stuff but i'd love yeah. to get some uh a contemptor in there and at some point down the line, I, my Terminators can have assault cannons, so that's just going to be a, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, and your Terminators <laughs> can also take storms. And they can teleport. So. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think, it, you know. You're going to do Tartarus with uh, storm shields? 
should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, I think uh, what you've, your whole theme, it has gone to, you know, if you grow it in this kind of idea roughly and you can totally take what we're saying into consideration or not, it's totally up to you. But you've got like a pretty good solid base for, you know, playing ZM. You know, you've mm-hmm. got, you slowly working towards, um, you could go into a thousand point um, uh, Centurion. Like you've definitely got room to grow and, and uh, but I think the theme is definitely good. I'm not too sure. Like you could keep your Aegis Defense. Um, yeah, I think now that I know the Vindicators are Laser Destroyers, that's that makes more sense. Sitting they, they also don't want to have to move, and it doesn't block line. Yeah, site, so you can overheat the, or overload them to do yeah. the, the D. It's D three shots, right? It's, uh, no, it's just three. It's just three. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah, you get three shots. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. They're very. So it's like nine laser destroyer shots is pretty just I disgusting. I hear people talk shit about them and I don't even understand it. I've heard so many people talk about how they're not very good and I'm like, what are you talking about? Really? Well, they're, they're, well, they're not very good unless they hit you and then you like, wish they hadn't. The fact that they're ordnance, like dreadnoughts hate them. They are like, like, they just fucking end any dreadnoughts so quickly. Like, like a Leviathan, yeah. See, uh, like knights, they'll they'll annihilate knights. Anything that's AV thirteen or less, they'll completely annihilate. Yeah. But with nine of them, nine of those shots, like, good luck with a fucking yeah. hand raider. Like AV fourteen is not gonna make much difference either. That's so many shots. No. But it is a lot of points to put into one unit. Absolutely, and it is a unit that all has to focus on one thing, and it's also a unit that doesn't. Have well, yeah, but they're so yeah, cool. It's just like, they so look so, so cool. Fu- yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for four fifty five, I got three of them with like machine spirit, so they can each target extra that's things. Really yeah. I didn't know if that that's how that rule works, right? Yeah, right. yeah. They, and it also means that if they're shaken or stunned, that they can uh, ignore. The uh, shooting. Yeah. Actually, I think it. Yeah, I think it just means they can ignore the uh, shooting. Yeah. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about them. I love. Thanks for all the tips too, because that's the one thing I, I just don't have is I don't like because I've mostly been crushing books and cutting and building. So you, yeah, I, I build building terrain. My first is now apparently yeah. my first army. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a great way to start. We here at the Bot GT, hundred percent are behind that. Yeah. So <laughs> You're making an look. awesome ZM board. Like, it's... That's awesome. Yeah, you, to, yeah, like, you've got access to a laser cutter at... Tell, yeah. To, yeah. Yeah, so, so praise to the Ottawa Public Library uh, has a laser cutter. They have two yeah. of them, actually. These are, like, $40,000 machines, but they... So I can... Book them online. Uh, if you're in Ottawa and listening, don't book them. I want the slots. Um, <laughs> but no, so anyone can do it. You just take some training. And so I have uh, did a bunch of work in university with laser cutters, and uh, my background's in engineering. And so I just basically designed a whole bunch of modular pillars and hallways, and then I'm kind of trying to get really detailed. I'm building a ZM board that is basically the interior of a, like, basically of an imperial ship but the there's a main corridor everything's like white and shiny and like big aquilas on it and like symbols of all the navigator houses and everything and then as soon as you go out of the main corridor it's all like mechanicum pipe work all the like mechanical rooms um and i'm really been enjoying that and sinking way too much time into that as well so (laughs) (laughs) oh man it sounds Um, awesome it sounds like your your list too man yeah it just 
like that uh, that right of war is so good in ZM. Like it is. So oh, good. Yeah, Zone Gauntlet. Yeah. yeah, Zone Gauntlet is just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need something yeah. to eventually face Carter. Oh my god! Absolutely. So for the people who don't know, our uh, our other brother, yeah, Carter Sheik, is one of those people. When he's playing these games, he's an excellent general. He pours over his resources, finds out what he can do, what he can field, gets it, and then is, he, he and likes then to just crushes you. <laughs> <laughs> he's huh? What is he playing? He, he's leaning towards Space Wolves. Mm. So maybe we'll have yeah. to have him on to talk about his list. But yeah, he's like. He, he's it's gotten to the point where like Carter just loves games not just like miniature games he just loves board games like video games anything but specifically I would say board games and yes. there's definitely like some board games that like the whole family is just like nope Carter sorry we're not we're not playing that with you <laughs> he'll just be like but I, w- I won't be I won't power game it this time it's like no Carter you like that's not possible for you to do this kind of thing he yeah. the, like to me the epitome of Carter of Carter's like crazy gaming was the squirrel deck in magic oh, Alex uh, yes he had this this deck this green magic deck that like just made Tons of squirrels. That was the theme, right? <laughs> squirrel, one one squirrel tokens. Yeah, it was all these one one oh, squirrel I love tokens. The idea of and he squirrels. he had like a mat, this little neoprene mat with squirrels all over it. And he would just. I remember I played it once, and he like destroyed me before I even knew it was going and going Wait, on. And to, to put it in perspective, it was turned like. Fourteen or something like not like early in the game, but he attacked me once with a hundred and twenty-eight seven-seven squirrels tokens. <laughs> they would trample and first strike, which if you don't have magic, squirrels. that's nothing. But like one of those creatures is just <laughs> disgusting, and no one should ever have a hundred and twenty creatures. They shouldn't yeah, even have like twelve. <laughs> so. He, I love him, and it's not like he doesn't play to, like, crush people's face. He just plays because he's like, I can do this. He, like, loves being able to, you know, like, outmaneuver. Uh, he loves to know all the nitty-gritty of the rules, yeah. which is awesome. And he's, like, a good resource to to have in games because yeah. he's, like, yeah. yeah. Space will sound like would be a cool match because yeah. they're, yeah. they're a neat legion. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he, he played them in 40K, too. Yeah. Uh, he liked them. So. But, yeah. Yeah, man. So I, I th- you know, you, at least with Stone Gauntlet, you'll have something to go to toe to toe with. with have something to hold on to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's I, the Stone Gauntlet kind of for me summarizes why like a lot of people give Imperial in the in the books at least give like Imperial fists a lot of flat because like all the traders are like you know those yellow assholes just sitting on the walls of terror, like waiting for us. And then all the allies are like those yellow assholes just sitting on the walls of terror, like <laughs> waiting for the end. Um, but yeah, so but I appreciate them. They build nice things. Yeah, they do. They do. And you know what? They're good when they're sitting on a wall. So they'll just spit down on you. Yeah. And fire Acid spit. Know. Exactly. Too many bolters. Down onto the plebs. <laughs> Yeah, that that would suck. You're just like some little surf, like coming to haul rocks from these fucking yellow bass giant bastards that are blowing stone faced bricks. Just, yeah, and, and you're just like you've just like pulled you know your seventh hundred like block down to this rock crusher that you know month, and you just go and just like you finally get it to that 
that spot and you lift, you know, you're stretching like, oh, this is best as it's going to get. And suddenly like this Louie from, <laughs> from a space marine lands on you and just burns through your skull and you just collapse and into the rock crusher and that's, that's it. Uh, they just they just put a computer in your brain and then that's it. You oh know? no, you're you, putty. You You've fallen into that yeah. rock crusher oh, and fair. <laughs> that, that was, was the say end they of were gym, man. Make you into a servitor and now you just haul rocks forever. Oh uh, yeah, that's <laughs> actually that's more grimdark. So <laughs> yeah, just like your your head survived or something, they yeah. put it on a chassis. <laughs> well, man, I I I think it's awesome what you're doing. I love how you're like just diving right into the hobby side of it too, with the casting of like your own arms to make breachers. And if do you you've got some finished guys, right? Like not finished painted, yeah. but you've got some fully built, right? Yeah. So I've got some fully built. I'm at about. Let me just check. So two, four. Sam, let's move. Uh, yeah. So I'll throw a bunch of photos. So yeah. That send me some photos on, and uh, I'll. I'll post yeah, them. Yeah, so we'll do some good radio, but so like they're not they're pretty honestly they're pretty good. Like if, if yeah. me knowing like when I'm sculpting them, I can tell the difference, but that's when I'm holding them like 10 centimeters like from my face. Yeah. Uh and as soon as you put them down on like a table like they're pretty indis- uh, And once you actually put paint on them too, man, that will Yeah, you know, and and weather them up and all that stuff. I think they're oh, going to sure. look awesome. So yeah. Well, thank you so much for all the tips. Thanks for uh, having me on too. Yeah. I love listening to the show, and I made my day being able to come on it. So yeah, no problem, man. I'm glad you came on. Sure I think we, we we're gonna have we have one question to ask you before oh, you yeah. go because yes. we just jumped right over yes. it at the beginning. Oh, but yeah. what kind of man are you? Ah, <laughs> uh, see, I I should have prepared for this question because I knew it was coming. But uh, no one's ever going to be shy that that was going to be a question. Yeah, I like to. Uh, I think I'm a pretty adventurous, pretty kind guy who just loves. I really follow all my passions. I from whatever my current kind of obsession is, and right now for the last year, it's been a a <laughs> lot of li- crushing books, and now I'm I've just been crushing, cutting some ZM tables and some. Uh, carving all my guys up and really starting to ramp that up. I'm loving that. Um, I got some other projects that I can't talk about because until Christmas is over. Um, <laughs> and that should be fun. All right. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. So I follow my passions and I try to do it while being as cozy as possible. Pretty much. I can back up so. all of those things that you say <laughs> as you're talking to us in your traditional pajama pants and, and my, you're, and you're like cardigan. cardigan yeah <laughs> well man it was awesome having you on and we'll we'll have to catch up uh in the future and and hear about some updates to the army and and how it's going painting and everything like that so perfect i look forward to giving you all those and uh i'm gonna hop back because uh right now i actually right before we came on i had to put the book down because i'm listening to i'm reading and slash listening to the master of mankind right now and shit just got real (laughs) and it's before i came on i'm like fuck i can't finish this book tonight so i'm like oh finish that uh that's awesome don't don't Tell me any spoilers after. I won't. I won't <laughs> right. at all. Cool, all man. Right. Well, thanks for coming on. And a future AJ, I'll pass it back to you.
And welcome back to the outro. Outro. So, uh, what have we got? We've had a lovely episode. I think I want to thank Cat Caleb for coming on and dishing to us about all of their new amazing ventures with all their new team and new airbrushes and all this goodness. I can't wait to. I want. I want this pink airbrush, man. I want it. Yeah, it sounds like you're pretty pretty into it. I'm pretty into it. I'm, the only thing is that I, the only thing I'm not as down with is that really the next airbrush I want, I want a small cup on it for detail. <laughs> but when Kat's like, oh, but it's going to have engraving potentially on it. I'm like, okay, if there's a small cat on there yeah, that, that I can, good. I can be like this, the Norbear cat brush, then, yeah. then I might be set. So yeah, super stoked to have them on. And it was great to talk to my brother, Alex and help guide him through his heresy his heresy uh, addiction at this point yeah yeah his i'm pretty sure his girlfriend just loves me probably (laughs) she seems like she loved you when she said i fucking hate you right after (laughs) right after she's like i fucking hate you (laughs) not true not true not true so uh so yeah it's uh we've We've got Cat and Caleb, of course, coming back to Victoria in uh, July, July thirteenth and fourteenth, and now we know that they're coming back into Van- or coming to Vancouver the weekend before. Uh, Justin is or just well, yes, Justin and Cat is coming out. Oh, I want to, I kind of want to just go over there to meet Justin and fanboy. Would, just, just yeah, just be like, oh my god, let's see her, let's see her spray. Let's see your models. He's like the, all I know about him is that I think either you or Eric have said that that I look like him or something. No, you yeah, you're like <laughs> you're our Justin Kiefer of this podcast. Mm. <laughs> He's also another like well built man that likes to hit the gym and work out and look good. Nice. Paints well. Rubs his nips a lot, probably, too, probably. if he's like me. If he's like you, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we also have, uh, you can check us out if you want to after listening to us talk for a while. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Facebook, we are the Boys of the Golden Throne. Instagram, it's the Bot gt 30 k uh, we have our Bocce T Mini Titanicus Edition event coming up uh, January 12th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to do the player player pack audio next uh, next episode. Get it out. It's like yeah. fast approaching. Yeah. So get that out. Uh, we also have uh, David from Powerful uh, Invested Painting and the Taking of Fire X has another... Uh, event happening May 25th. It's the Steps of uh, Perdition. Um, so we've got a link of that in the show notes. Check it out if you're in his area. Uh, we've also got our Bocce Tea two-day event, uh, the doubles event happening June 18th, uh, 18th, June 8th and 9th of 2019. And then, as I said, CK Studios coming in July and then Wargamer Camp in September, September 12th through 15th. Uh, so lots of events coming. And then, of course, if you're in on the mainland, uh, check out the boys at the Spire Gaming Club and their, uh, 
their group page on Facebook. So I think you're heading over there this weekend. Am I uh, trying to pop in? I was going to try to pop in. Unfortunately, it's not going to work. Just the timing won't work. Too bad. Um, they, they unfortunately have jobs and have to do their jobs before they can meet me at the shop. And I have um, a show, so it kind of conflicts. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'm going to be going there in two weeks, and I'm going to try to at least pop in and yeah. see what's going on. Yeah, I think – and, and – like let's get real. One day we'll oh we're uh, we'll, we're we'll going go up, oh yeah hundred percent. We'll get a hotel and we'll we'll have a night of uh, of drinking at Warhammer. Yeah, I can't I can't wait for it for sure. We uh, there's lots of uh, lots of good places to go for drinks over there. So uh, yeah, yeah. I would and think, you know Vancouver, so it'd be uh, yeah. You know it better than me. Yeah, for sure. I know a place to go. People see things get to drank. do. <laughs> get drinks. So, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, I think that's about it. Do you have anything else to shout out before we land this big? Give it hugs and kisses and say goodbye? Uh, in the spirit of Teo, I'll just say peace, love, and chicken grease. Ah, oh, beautiful. Love you, Teo. Miss you. All right, hugs and kisses. We're out. <laughs>